Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. You know this show. Unless it's your first time, then, you know, we'll be gentle. But I'm Ed. That's Ed. I'm Sean. And together, we're Geeksters. And welcome to episode 339 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am still your host, Sean. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Are you sure this time? Yes, I'm positive. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what's shaking? Welcome to the show, everybody. Yes, welcome this to the, the show. show. Um, I don't know. How you doing? I'm fine. Okay. Fine, fine. Um, uh, today, this, today's um, the end of my... Th- I had a three-day weekend, Ed. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, it was, it was different. <laughs> it was wild, right? <laughs> I, I, the, um, I had to work... I had to push my schedule f- most of the week, so I had like, and I also have some PTO, personal time debt, personal time off. Yeah, that they want us to use before September, because if not, it resets. You lose it, you right. lose it. Use it or lose it, there, bud. <laughs> so I took this Saturday. Well, one of the stipulations of working earlier the all day, every well, almost every day this week was, hey, you can have off your Saturday. This I'm like, done. And then uh, next week, I'm getting ready to leave on a jet plane to Tennessee All right. uh, for my annual manager's conference. Um, so I, I took off next Saturday as well. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need a day to prepare for this because <laughs> I got so I got still got some shopping to do. And it's it's the bullshit of life that you have to get through. Like I have to – I, I got to go do some light shopping. Right. Um, which isn't that big of a deal. But when you have off um, today and Thursday and Saturday, you pretty much got three opportunities – and I get paid Friday, and most of my money's tied up in you know food, yeah. <laughs> and gas and stuff like that. So I have really, I have like one day to get myself like, oh, I'll buy this, I'll get that. My car needs to be inspected before the end of the month. I'm like, I'm cutting it close, Ed. I'm yeah. like, I'm like in the background, you hear, you know, throw me that, or I throw you the whip. Throw me the keys, I'll give you an inspection. <laughs> I know that, dude. Throw me your wild, I'll get your underwear. That's kind of... That's kind of like how the last minute saves. Like, you know, I needed a new belt. I have a, I have a new belt. All right. You know, because my last belt um, kind of split open. You know, because I, 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 I wear my belts hard, Ed. You know? <laughs> So today I had to buy another belt, and Stacy was like, "We should get pants here too." And we were at a place that I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna name the place, but it wasn't really my style of clothes. And she had me try on these black, like stretchy kind of material. Yeah. And they weren't tights, but they were. It was definitely in pants, but the the, the weight stretched out. Yeah. And I was like, uh, "I'm a jeans kind of guy, like yeah. flat jeans." Um, so I told her, "I was like the pants." were a little too tight because they were slim fit and i was like yeah because they're made of rubber like it felt like i was like the material was very the, the waistband i felt like you know that like you go oh you know what we would throw the moment you throw those pants on you go oh, my life is over because it doesn't matter because <laughs> the they're fat pants they stretch yeah. and i'm like well, i might as well just give up if i wear these pants like you know <laughs> like no i'm not no <laughs> i was like you know, after she's like She's like, what about the you didn't like? I was like, I didn't like the material. Material was so funny. I'm a jean denim kind of guy. Yeah. I was like, more importantly, the, the jeans, I was like, these pants would have been great if I was in a crunch for either a wedding or a funeral because they were jet black and they were nice, 
little too nice for me. Yeah. So you can kind of get away with, you know, like, hey, if I wore these and a blazer, I can get away with anything. You know, like, <laughs> 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 like <laughs> You know, I got my fat pants on and my blazer. <laughs> Get me to a wedding. <laughs> like, With the open collared shirt. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. The button down. I could be real down, all sweating. Like, uh. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? Meat sweats. Oh, I told you not to get a buffet because I can't. Ooh, all that carved beef, man. I'm stuffed. Good thing I brought my fat pants. <laughs> Let me just unbutton another button down my shirt. So it's like three buttons down and my hair just kind of wispily kind of hangs out. And the belly, the belly, the buttons near the belly, it's like stretching. Yeah, you you see like, the fabric like forced uh-huh. by each you're, other. Like and the buttons like straining. You're like, Ooh, good thing this is, you know, high tensile, you know, thread. <laughs> I, I heard they made this shirt out of fishing rod reel. Like, like mine, because these, bu- these buttons are pushing men- maximum density here. Yeah. Ooh, give me a handkerchief. Kind of tall like this. I got the meat stretch. Oh, you haven't very happy for a bride. Oh, what food is that? Got a dessert tray. Oh. <laughs> Just really over here. Oh, no, my... Oh, I don't want to go to it. You bring it to me. And, and you wear instead of wearing white or you know white or black, you wear a colored shirt that the sweat just seeps through. So there's a big sweat stain <laughs> out of my it arm. It changes. It changes yeah. from like a like a peach to a like a brown because yeah. yeah, of the sweat on your back. You know, people going, "Oh, you must be sitting in that chair all day because there's a big line <laughs> of sweat coming up there." You're sitting there, it's okay. I got my stretchy pants on. <laughs> Give me some pie. <laughs> <laughs> Put make it out of mode. Push my ice cream on too. Daddy's got a, a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Car comes up. You go. What are you guys having? Because <laughs> I got my fat pants on. <laughs> oh lordy. <laughs> oh, I just made room for more pie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was like, I'm X now knows ants pay. <laughs> um, I also did start watching a documentary today. Did you? I've been seeing it on Facebook. It's you remember, this is going to be. Um, your people are going to have to probably Google this guy, the amazing Jonathan. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So the reason why I went, oh yeah, because he used to be a comedian slash magician or magician slash comedian in like the 80s and 90s, yeah. um, and then all of a sudden he kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, he got the cushy jig, uh, gig at Vegas, apparently. Right. Um, and he just kind of disappeared. And I was like, my Facebook page has been coming up, like, you know, this this ad for it on Hulu. And I'm like, well, you know what? I remember this guy. You know, like, I'm going to go watch this this documentary. Ed, some things should, you know, some things should just be a better off a of fond memory. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, yeah, I remember this guy. You know, he used to be kind of, he was kind of funny, very mantic, you know. Um Oh, I found out why, because most of the time he was on meth. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's also, he was also diagnosed with um, a um, heart condition. Yeah, okay. Too, and that the doctors gave him a year to live. And then, of course, in the documentary, it starts off like three years later. And this guy, Ben, he's doing the documentary on the amazing Jonathan, right? right? And, you know, you see, like, he's, he's you know, kind of what happened to him, like, um, balding, so he wears a wig. He he pretty much retired because of the medical condition. He's married, mm-hmm. but he's wealthy. He's got the big house, and he lives in Vegas, so the, he he was taken care of, obviously. Right. 
So he kind of goes to magic conventions, and he, you know, he basically says, you know, I, I, I still do drugs, you know, like, and his wife doesn't. And she's like, if I would have known that, you know, had he have told me on our first date, you know, like I yeah. probably wouldn't be with him, but I fell in love with him, and now I'm kind of here, you know, and I love him, and you know, every day is a, every day is kind of like a blessing and a curse because it's like we got everything we can want to do, but yet it could not be it's hard to motivate yourself because when you have the endless possibilities to actually do and it could all end that day it's kind of what's the point of even get setting up for something right you know so I'm like at first I was like first I was like wow I can't believe how like like I never would have known you know I didn't know it was that that you know like yeah at one point you're like oh my god here's three years later and he's swimming in a pool blah 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 and you're like oh my god good for him you know, and all of a sudden you, he's like this, this, and you're like, wow, dude, what the fuck? And he, he's got the I don't give a fuck kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of kind of an asshole, like, because Stacey was watching with me, and, and, you know, he's, you know, basically. Does she know who Amazing John is? No, she has no clue. Like, okay. she was actually taking a nap. And to, you know, I was playing some Destiny 2, and I'll get back to look at that later. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have something to eat and, you know, get ready for it to come over here. And I was like, well, I'm wanting to watch this documentary because it keeps popping on my Facebook. Let me go at least bookmark it. Mm. So I was like, well, you know, I gotta, yeah, I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to have like an hour and a half to kill. Like an hour, really. About 40, yeah, about an hour. And I was like, let me go start watching it. She was kind of half in and out. Like, I said, she was just waking up. And she kind of rolled over and she started watching it with me. But she, she no idea who he is. And I told her, like, when she saw it, she's like, well, who's that? And I was like, he was a, a comedian, magician in the... In like the eighties and nineties, he was kind of like the guy. Like whenever there was like, he... well, let me let me okay. paint a little picture for, right. for for the audience that don't know who this right. is, other than us two. Um, Amazing Jonathan was started out in the West Coast, I think in San Francisco or San Diego, Probably, or something yeah. like that. He used to work on the piers. He was a homeless guy, really. Like he okay. went out there because he wanted to make a name for himself. He wanted to become an, an actor and all that kind of stuff, and it didn't work out. So he learned these tricks. And basically, he would be like a street handler, like you right. know, kind of panhandler doing these tricks, like stuff like that. But he would make a lot of mistakes. Right. So, like he was, he was always a frustrated kind of guy. That was the thing. Like he was, he was always an asshole. But he didn't want to portray that kind of like okay. persona, you know, kind of thing. Because I saw, I saw another documentary of when? him on YouTube. When? Um, like three, four weeks ago. Okay. Because we're gonna get to that. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like, because he was like homeless, he was a dr- like a drug addict. Okay. I mean, they didn't they didn't paint that much of a picture on the drug right. problem right, that right, he right. had. But he like he would be popular. Like, if anybody remembers David Letterman, of course he's now retired, so wow. it comes a little bit harder now. But people who kind of remembers David Letterman, he used to he used to like go on that show yeah. constantly, and he would do yeah. like thing. And late night appearances was his thing. Like, he didn't do. Uh, um, Leno too much, or 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 when it was Carson, right. he would do them once in a while, but not too often, right? Because he was he would be considered kind of a little edgier, right? So you wouldn't have to put him on like later at night, right? The late night, like, late talk the, shows, the, after the eleven thirty ones, yeah, you know, like the the joke of like you know he would he had a bottle of Windex and he would drink it and he was like no it keeps me from um it it helps me from streaking yeah you know <laughs> and it's like it's like a sight gag 
And obviously, it's not real Windex, but it's definitely not something. Right. You, it's not for the kids, right? You so know? you don't, don't <laughs> want them to down a, a Windex right. bottle and think of you know like he goes yeah yeah you know and he he, he did have, he did have a career like at the Magic Store, which is a big prestige. I'm wearing California. I'm right. not sure. I don't know if it's in LA or not. I'm sure somebody knows that where it is, but like. He like he really kind of went up the roads and ranks, but he was more of a comedian magician. He did yeah. more comedy than he did yeah. tricks, but he did a lot of great tricks. I mean, there yes. was some stuff there. Um, that- there was a moment in the in the um, documentary where they had like famous people on it, like Weird Al Yankovic is there. Yeah, um, they had Chris Angel, and Chris Angel said he actually went to him to buy some of his tricks to put into his act. You know, like like because he didn't want like he obviously you don't steal. So he actually paid John D. Mays and Jonathan for like the you know the razor blade trick where it comes out of your mouth. Yeah, like he paid. He's like, I bought that trick off of him, so that way I can use it in my my act. Right. So you're like, all right. So these are you got Weird Al's on there. You got Chris Angel for one moment. You had Penn Jillette there for a minute because at the time Penn Penn and Teller and the Amazing Jonathan were kind of like the pe- magic was kind of dying, and these three these two teams basically. Right. We're bringing magic in the forefront again, but in, in a different way by kind of deconstructing it and kind of showing you behind the, showing you a little behind the curtain. But then, just when you think they're going to go one way, they'd flip, and you're like, oh, "Well, how the fuck they do that? They right. showed us exactly how to do that." Right. You know. So it was. It was. It was that's kind of who he is. I don't know if there's more you want to add or. No, no, that was like that was pretty much it. But so, so growing up, we would watch him on yeah. Letterman and stuff like that. We were younger. We were a lot younger. We would watch yeah. him and be amazed by this guy because, like I said, there were tricks that he would do. You were like, like, how did he do that? And you, right. just, you, you think of him more as a comedian than a magician. But right. he does these tricks, and you're like, your mind is blown. You're like, wow, like there he's kind of like. And then I was about to say, he's like, he is a kind of like a pen teller, yeah, act where you know they they do a lot of jokes, and they do a lot of things that make you kind of laugh but then surprise you at the right. end and go well how did he how did they pull right. it off you know and that's the thing like and as as time went on he he, he just kind of went to vegas and just disappeared and like well, yeah, nobody vegas yeah vegas is where you know all and i know like like <laughs> and you too like the fact is is like like way tv's portrayed now especially on the late night yeah. stuff it's more of like who the band is who the comedian right. is who the uh, uh actor or actress right. is for the movie or tv show that's coming up Vegas or Vegas, it was like uh, to have a residency in Vegas was kind of like the dream because it was like you never have to work today, you never have to travel on the road. People come to see you instead, and as long as like Siegfried and Roy, David Copperfield, Chris Angel, Penn and Teller now the place, Britney Spears did some time there, like, right. you know, to do shows, um, just to be able to go, yeah, like I'm doing a residency, Celine Dion, right? You know, it's like, oh, okay, they're in one spot, they don't have to travel anymore, and they still make a shit ton of money because they're kind of on retainer. Right. For for um uh, like a hotel casino type thing, yeah. Which you know it's just a shit ton of money they can pay them. Like yeah, we'll pay you for a five year deal. We'll give you ten million dollars. Right. What the fuck? Who cares? You know. And then, you know, I say you could live the rest of your life right. off of what they what they give those comedians <clears throat> because the amount of money they make to see their show is phenomenal. Right. You know. So it's it, it's it's bank it's money in the bank every time you would say you're going to Vegas to see this person. Right. For for the for casinos, they love it. Now here's where. You think, okay, well, that's enough. Who cares, right? right. Like, it's, 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 you know, this documentary guy, right? He's doing the documentary, and all of a sudden, Jonathan goes, Hey, it must be kind of great having a second camera crew. And he's like, What are you talking about? Apparently, the people who do uh, Walk the Line and Searching for Somebody, these Oscar winner document- documentarians, 
want to do a documentary on him. So he says, okay. So now there's two documentary crews filming his life. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now here's the problem. Jonathan's treating the other guys, the new guys, as like the shit because they're two they're two time Oscar winners. Right. This guy is not. You know, I don't know how big of a but he's got a camera crew. I would say he's small time compared right. to this guy. So he's kinda being a dick to this Ben, the guy whose documentary I'm watching, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, like um, when he would leave, they go, like, oh, good thing we got rid of that other guy kind of thing. And and he's basically, his attitude is like, well, these guys are Oscar winners. They're more important than you are. Like, kind of attitude. And I'm like, holy shit. And that's where I'm like, motherfucker. Like, this is where it's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't meet your idols. But Stacy's like, well, what do you expect? He's an, he's an addict. Like, she's like, as a person who has suffered through her own troubles and know other people, she's like, that's exactly how they act. Because... I know people like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you're like that's it. Just sucks. So you're like, you're watching this, and you're kind of like, now the document, now the guy who's doing the documentary I'm watching is now like, okay, well now, this is now my documentary. Like I'm doing a documentary about this whole thing. Like first, it's like a labor of love because I like this guy and his story's fascinating, but now I'm getting kind of pushed out of my own movie. I have to make a movie about that, right? right? So I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm I'm kind of into it. You know, and then he gets to, you know, he's what happens is Jonathan tries to one last kind of tour, sort of like, you know, a farewell yeah. tour, so to speak, you know, 30 years of comedy, blah, blah, blah. So he goes on tour and he gets to like Boston, right? And all of a sudden, you know, like there's like there's these little pissant moments where the, the guy who's doing the original documentary is like setting up cameras in a venue. And then the second documentary crew is like, well, where are we going to put our thing? She's like, well, the woman. It's like I, I don't know. There's only three spots, and these guys got here first. Like, sorry, you know. So what happens is when they get to, you know, Boston, you know, to him do a show there. The documentary crew of the second ones already popped up, and they're already set up. So this guy's walking around with a handheld, and of course the second team doesn't want to be on camera because fuck you. We're you know they're tr- you can t- t- clearly tell that these people think that because they're Oscar winners, they get the right to kind of push this little guy out of the way yeah you know but again also shame on fucking jonathan for for agreeing on this right because he's getting paid now twice right or uh, i'm assuming paid twice right so you know they're doing this this you know this thing's going on and all of a sudden a guy kind of comes walking in and starts talking to ben the director and it's like yeah man so you're filming blah 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 me too apparently this guy third guy (laughs) right has been filming him for years. Really? Yes. Doing a documentary on him and kind of when he faded out, but now he's come come back in. So now he gets a call saying, Hey, I'm going on tour. I got, you know, more documentary to do. So now there's three people, three and this guy's even smaller than Ben, because you got the guy you got the Oscar winner guys yeah. with like a film crew, snotty hey. kind of attitude. You got Ben who's got pretty much a handheld camera and some crew. Yeah. You know? And then this dude, I think his name, I don't forget what his name is, but he's always got his, like, a small camera, and it's basically like, so how would you feel about the show? And Ben's, like, filming this guy, filming this, like, it, it's like this, I'm like, what the fuck, right? And the reason why I, I met, brought up you know, this documentary that you saw on YouTube is because Ben wakes up one day, and he sees on Facebook that Jonathan has, like, a, like there's, like, left, like, something to art a little there was like an article about him. Yeah. And he basically said that Jonathan signed an agreement with the Oscar winners that this guy 
can't show his documentary for two years after they're done. Wow. And that article was April 1st, 2017. And I'm like, holy shit, it's two years and this is on Hulu. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Like, it's it got like real meta because I'm like going, well, it's April 1st. You know, it could be a, a joke. Like, yeah. And all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, shit, that was two years ago. Motherfucker, really, it really happened. Or at least, you know, fuck it, it's really, really good. Like, yeah. I don't think... Jonathan was also kind of known as, like, like, a prankster. So, like, even some people, like, when... Right after the second, the Oscar winner crew came in, he goes back and cuts in. He must have got these, you know, like, with Chris Angel, with Weird Al, with some other comedian, some other, like, magicians, basically going, yeah, now I got the second crew. And even Weird Al's like, that, that's fascinating. Like... <laughs> How are you gonna do that? Like it was, <laughs> he's like he's like now now I'm in, now I'm documenting you. Like what the hell? Like how, how are you gonna like it's it became so weird and so bizarre and and like after he got like that you know after that realization like holy shit it's two years later I was like I gotta go. <laughs> like, I'm like because now I'm like what the fuck like how I think I had like maybe like an hour left I'm like I kind of feel like I got I don't, now I'm down a rabbit hole. Yeah, I got. I mean, now, you know, now I want to see this, but I got. I luckily have Hulu, so I'm going to right. watch it this week. And, I'm and, uh, like, I'm watching. I'm going, wow, I gotta, I gotta go do the show. I'm like, oh, show material, yay! <laughs> Too bad it's only for me and Ed, yay! <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I mean, if you really want to see like like something go, fascinating, look, look up. Look up. Seriously, if you're if you're listening to the show and you don't know what, look it up on YouTube. You, Nathan Jonathan. There is a lot of videos. One day I fell down a rabbit hole. I was thinking of old, especially like watching like Carson and Letterman, right? Like these old shows, and you watch these old a- the actors that've been there, you know, kind of thing. And that was the kind of like the heyday. That was the the big moments going on those shows, right? To support whatever movie or whatever project they're in, or just to have a conversation yeah, with them. It was so different than it is, and now. you know, and and it's it was and some would just show up, like some right. actors or you know comedians would just show up. They were they weren't plugging anything. They just. Right. Hey, I got you know. I'll, go, I'll give you twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah, or hey, minutes. doing hey. Yeah, and and that was it. And, and you 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 see that now, and you don't see that now anymore. But the when I saw that, I saw Amazing Jonathan like on Letterman one night, and I'm right. like, and I'm like, you know what? What other what other shows has he done? Right. And there's he's done some British shows that are on YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. So like his act is is really good to it's, see it's it, very it's it's everything that he's ever done is out there yeah and like i said i'm now I'm, I'm kind of fascinated about the youtube documentary because i'm like i'm wondering if it's by i'm like who's it by is it by the second oscar winner crew or is it by i the, don't rem- i don't like, remember i, I, I don't I, remember who it was but it was just because like, i that like i said i was watching it, and all look. of a sudden all of a sudden there was the documentary so right. i'm like oh i'll watch it. it was like a 40 some minute documentary oh, so okay real small ones i don't know if it's that it other, might not have been that yeah it might have been wow. another one completely you know but he he seemed like he seemed not a dick in this one right. but you could tell based off of his story like yeah, he's got like I don't think drugs has nothing to do with it. I really don't. Oh, okay. Like you know, I think it fueled it. Sure, but like if you see his early life based off of this documentary, yeah. he was always pretty much a a hole. I, I can't right. think of another word you know, that you know, you know, put in for that. I, I'm, but. I'm curious if it's going to go down that because this one kind of felt down the down the hole of like you know like no, this is his comeback thing. But also there was something interesting too, and this is I don't know. I guess. One might say poor taste, and I'm going to say his wife was talking about what she's afraid of is that he's going to, because he's a comedian and a magician, he's afraid that he's going to die on stage and no one's going to take it seriously. Like he's going to go through like a moment, just like. And she mentions another magician 
who was on stage, and they show the video of this older gentleman. Oh, he dies on stage. He dies on stage. Yeah. You know, and it was really kind of like, holy crap, like, wow. Like, and people were laughing because they weren't really sure if it was, it was real, real or not. not. Right. And I was like, Stacy and I were both like, wow, that's kind of like. That's how Red Fox died. Right. You know, right. He they thought he was doing the bit like I'm coming to Elizabeth. He had a heart right. attack on stage and everybody's laughing at him because yeah. he thought they thought he was doing his bit that he's done for Ugh. since the seventies, you know, I think it was in the nineties or something like that, or eighties, you know, and he you know, and he died and you're like, Wow, like you know, 'cause I the, they always got me was because one year when I was in Cub Scouts, they would have a show, they would do like a kinda like a uh you know, basically to raise money for some right. charity or something like that. And, you know, so all the all the kids' parents would buy these tickets, and you'd go, and it was. And we had a magician; he died on stage. Wow! Yeah, so yeah, so wow! You, yes, jeez, Ed, way to bring the show down. Thanks. Um, so that's that. And I also did see a movie this week. Oh, did you? Yes, I saw Aladdin, the new one. Yeah, the new one. I'd like it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, first of all, Stacy and I we watched it at home, um, and. I was pleasantly surprised because at first I was going in, I'm like, okay, well, this is, I haven't seen, you know, the movie since Robin Williams passed away and I was kind of, I wasn't sure how it was going to you know, work, you know, because I remember seeing the, the photos from Entertainment Weekly and we, I think we talked about that on the show and I was like, okay, well, I want to give it a chance and Stacy was like, do you want to watch it? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And it was surprise. It was not surprisingly. It was really good. Like you know, um, did you see it? Yes, I did. Okay. Did we talk about you saying what did you think? I mean, it 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 was good, you know. But it was it was watching. Um, it was different. I, I I you know it was like yeah. It very it felt like like a like a Bollywood slash okay. Aladdin movie. Well, yeah, all right. you know kind of thing. Was it bad? No. Right, I, it was different. Yes, I um I remember like well, Stacy will probably if she was here when they did a you never had a friend like me. I got a little emotional about it, like I was kind of surprised. Like for I'm sitting there going, okay, we'll watch. And I was not being judgmental about it. I was like, okay, so far it was all good. And then when they when he when Will Smith shows up, I'm like, okay, you know, it, the the animation's there. I get it. You know, okay, here's the big song. Like all right, and then he starts doing it, and it was. Not exactly like Robin Williams. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting more like the you know, Will Smith version. But it was like at the end, I I mean, I had kind of tears running down my face like a little bit because I haven't heard that song since he passed. Mm-hmm. So and I didn't realize how affected I was by it because it was bizarre because I was like I was kind of happy but also sad at the same moment. And like even after it was over, Stacy looks and she's like, "You crying?" I'm like, "Yeah, kind of." It was like, kind of surprising, and I was like, "You're not." Not tears of sadness. I mean, sadness because Robin Williams is gone, but also because like, Stacy's like, I think he would have been really proud of that moment, like that the way the song came out. And I was like, probably. Like, he, it seemed to be respectful and not, you know, it it was different, but also the same. It was very like, all right, good. Well, I mean, it, I, like I said, I enjoyed it, you know, but like to me, like at times, it was just like I don't think Will Smith. To me, was the replacement. He was good. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. Like he did a great performance in that. And I'm sure. like, you know, he he did his best, and I think he did a really good job. But I don't think he was the proper replacement for Robin Williams. Who the proper replacement is, I don't know. Well, but I that's mean, what makes yeah. it. That's what makes it so difficult right. because you go, it's been Robin Williams for so long, right? And you can't replace a person like that. Yeah, and I mean, especially the the way of Robin Williams, how he impacted our people's lives right. for for decades. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was it was one of those things where I kind of looked at today, so I was like, I'm I'm gonna buy this when it comes out. She's like, really? I was like, yeah. Like I enjoyed it enough to watch it again. But I know that they're going to have to talk about the Robin Williams factor. Like, they're yeah. going to have to. Like, they're going to have to sit down with Will Smith and go, like, so what was, how was it trying to fill these sh- big, very shoes? Mm-hmm. You know, to hear what he has to say. Because, I mean, Will Smith is about our age. Yeah. Meaning, so that would mean that he probably, and from Philadelphia. Yeah. So chances are he had the same opportunities to watch Robin Williams as we did. Mork and Mindy. You know, like his comedy specials. So, like, there's probably a moment in there where he's going to go, yeah, it was kind of weird watching, like, you know, I used to watch him on Mork and Mindy. Like, you know, kind of like there's got to – I have a feeling there's going to be just that moment because you can't – it was hard not to see Robin Williams growing up in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. You know, he was everywhere. You know, so it's kind of – 70s, 90s, and 2000s. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, when he first started, like, for – I would say by the time, you know, 90s came, Will Smith had his own career. So you got to figure, like, up until that point, he was, you know, looking at a star and then seeing, you know, being almost on the same level as as far as that. But I was like, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So those people out there, if you haven't a chance to, I would definitely, like, go see it. It's kind of... I'd give it a thumbs up, Ed. All right. For people who are at home, I'll give them a thumbs up, an actual thumbs up. All right. So uh, that being said, it's probably not in the theaters anymore. Um did you saw something too? No, I didn't see it. Well, I I have things to talk about. Uh, I also this, this week. I also picked up uh, Endgame. Oh, so did I. Yeah. Did yeah. you watch it yet? No, I haven't watched oh, it. Yet. Okay. Um, What'd you do, Ed? Well, first off, I finished the Kim Ken Burns documentary. Speaking of documentaries, uh-huh. about the Roosevelts. Fourteen hours. <laughs> they should send you a certificate of completion <laughs> after you watch it. Like a little answer, like a quick quiz, just to you know admit that you were there, yeah. <laughs> and like get a certificate. It, it it was good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, would I watch it again? No. But I mean, it was it was fascinating. There was there was things I learned that I never knew. I like American history. I do. Sure. You know, it's like what like. Something if if something catches my eye, especially a documentary like that, I'll, I'll watch it. Sure, especially Ken Burns. Like, right, it hooks you in. Yeah, you know, he, he he has he's documentaries that like he gives you things that you never think to look at, and it was really weird because it wasn't a perspective of the war like World War Two, like we're right. looking at it a different way, but like you didn't, I didn't know that FDR he basically was sick, and at the time he had like basically a, a bad heart, and he was going to die. They don't know if he was going to make it to be elected to the fourth term. Right? Okay. He, in, in American history, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was the only four-time right. president. Four-time world champion. Right. Most people respected the fact that there was a there was two terms and there was no law that you couldn't run again. Right. But he ended up running four times because the third time the people wanted him to run again. Right. You know because he got everybody out of depression. He was he was he was getting people jobs. He was doing yeah. things to you know he created the work. Uh, uh, force program for people right. so they can get a job and do these projects. They did the Mount Rushmore, which is our monument in one of the Dakotas, and they did uh, the bridges, a lot of bridges and buildings and stuff like that that they built, and that was like right. they, that was their way of, of getting people paychecks so they can have a, you know, can, so they could start spending money and restarting the economy and that kind of thing. So he, he did that. So he had a heart problem like at the end of the third term. Now, World War II was going on at the time right. when he, that was happening, but they he wanted to keep going because they didn't want to change presidents right. you know, midway. Right. And at the time, it wasn't like he picked the running mate. The party picked the running mate, and they basically had to kind of like vote him in as, as the you know thing. So that's why uh, um, 
I always do this too. Harry S. Truman was the next president All after right. him. He was he was he was kind of put in there for that reason was because just in case, right? Yeah. And then uh, I didn't know that like uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, she went to the United Nations after the war and basically created the Bill of Rights of the Human Rights for right. the United Nations. And uh, you know, like Harris Truman sent her and a couple of of uh, senators to kind of do this thing. And the two senators didn't think she knew what she was doing. She was just there for as like a goodwill ambassador right, yeah. kind of thing. She's there for the you're the face, right? Yeah. But she 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 literally like turned their minds around about who she was and how she directed things. And wow. She was the main cause of it. It was just like wow, like she did a lot of humanitarian causes through out their, their lives. But even afterwards, like up until the day she died, she was doing right a lot of humanitarian causes. So it's just like it's always neat to see those kind of things as time goes on. But like I said, I recommend it's fourteen hours. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I recommend it's fourteen hours of your life. If you can break it down, you know, especially like in the summer, there's no shows on. Right. You want to watch something? It's on Netflix right now. It's worth it. There's a bunch of other stuff too about the Civil War and other other documentaries as well. For right, <laughs> but they're not as long as this one. This one was because, like I said, it, it carried Teddy Roosevelt, our uh, previous president, which is the fifth cousin of right. uh, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, and the two of them, and basically the, the like the spanning lights from like the 1800s to the 1950s. Basically, wow. it's like how it spanned it. I'm I'm trying to get um I forgot to record it. CNN's doing this Sunday night. It's like CNN the movies. Yeah. Where it's like a documentary. It's it's like basically the 70s, 80s. This was the movies. And I got to saw like they were doing the 60s and they were hitting like Planet of the Apes and I was like, "Oh, this is really good. I want to see it." Shit, and I can't seem to find it on streaming yet. Like I can't seem to I don't know if it's on demand or not. Where you you got look like I, I know. No, oh, I, 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 I know what you're talking about because I, I have I have it like on my sling. I have because I've seen it on my right. sling, and there's a documentary. Uh, there's the on demand section for that, so I definitely have it. So I have to watch check. it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what else did you do? Uh, well, the other thing, which to me was the this is like all one story was was that um, yeah, as everybody, if, if you're not listening, first time listening, I'm on Weight Watchers. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to lose 100 pounds. Uh-huh. That's my goal. I lost 4.4 pounds this week, so it means I got to 52 pounds total uh, weight loss. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> I celebrate by buying pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I celebrate by buying a movie. Oh yeah, what movie so, did you buy? So uh, I bought a few movies. Ed, Ed's, Ed's giving his glasses on. I means to give you some reading. There's a little, I, cause there's a list, you know. So wow. So so to celebrate your weight loss, you spent money. What? They're like, yeah, because I had all this extra movie money from the food I wasn't buying. <laughs> Pretty much. So so I've decided, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I go to I go get the cheap DVDs. I go to like Walmart because they have that, that sure. big bin. It's like hey, three, here's a big bin. Three dollars and seventy two cents. You know, you go okay. So I got a two pack. Of I am Legend, a book of Eli. So I'm like, you know what? I don't okay. like to see those two right. movies and see them. The mask and saw the mask, another two pack, you know, type of thing. Okay. So as I said, they're three seventy four piece. Then I saw this one, and I'm like, because we, we talk about it week after week, coming to America. <laughs> We've been talking about who's been cast in the, in, the, right. in the sequel, and I saw it for three seventy four, so I picked it up. Now after I go through that bin, I go through the aisles, looked at the regular right. news and stuff, that kind of thing. Well, there's on the shelf on the rack. There's the coming to America, but it's five fifty. So I'm like, that's kind of weird. What's the difference between this one and that one? Right. Well, there's a little sticker sitting on the front uh-huh. of the one for five fifty. Uh huh. It says, "Buy this DVD, get three more digital movies from a huge selection of eighty and nineties movies, only on Voodoo." So oh. For, so for five fifty. Yeah. So I'm telling people this. So if you if you, if you think there's a rack and there's a bunch of them, that's not just right. not just right, this right, one. Right. There was a bunch of them. 
like 48 Hours sure. and some other 80s and okay. 90s hits. So I ended up, you know, doing that. So uh-huh. I ended up getting three more titles. I got uh, Coming to no, well, um, you got coming to America, to America for now, so you got three digital movies. Uh, Escape from L.A. All right. was one. Okay. Uh, Private Parts. Okay. The Howard Stern movie, yeah. And The Explorer is an old 80s movie that I used to love when I was a kid. It's uh, River Phoenix. Uh, uh, shit. I can't think of who else was in it. <laughs> Phoenix. Right. But basically, the uh, uh, one of the Corys. Corby Feldman, I think, is another okay. one. And then there was a third kid. I can't think Here. who he is. What's the uh, name of the movie again? It's called The Explorers. Okay, you, you keep talking, and I'll look it up. And it's it's a basically they they have this idea of the, the building the spaceship. They they get these dreams. I remember that. And they decide to go to space. And here it was like an alien was calling to them, and they they thought he was like some like a weird guy that was trying to take over Earth. Here was a he was a kid, and his parents were like you know stop playing with their toys, and they were like the humans were the toys. You know? Yeah, nineteen eighty five. Yes, right. Okay, hold on. A boy obsessed with 50 sci-fi movies about aliens has a recurring dream about a blueprint of some kind, which he draws for his inventor friend. Uh, with the help of a third kid, they follow it and build themselves a spaceship. Now what? All right, so you got in the cast, you have Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, okay. River Phoenix. Okay. Jason Presson. Okay. Uh, Bradley King. That's it. It was like I a, guess I guess it wasn't a film. I thought it was. Yeah. I was just trying to because he did a lot of eighties movies. I mean, Ethan Hawke is is probably who you were thinking of. Yeah, that was the other one. Uh, all right, I'm trying. I'm looking here. Uh, James Cromwell. He was in it. Uh, he's what do you call it? Uh, what's his face? Um, First Contact. He's that'll do, pig. That'll do. He's that guy. Robert Picardo's in it. Huh? My God! Uh, yeah, it's like, hey, if you're a Star Trek fan, there's two people in there. <laughs> <laughs> the comedian Dick Miller, I remember that. Um, Frank w- Walker, I think it's probably a voice. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, all right. Joe Dante was the director. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah. Wow, I remember seeing it like on video because it was like, hey, it was it that um, Goonies. Um, E.T. obviously right you know like there was all these kid adventure movies where it was like hey you're a kid and grown ups suck and they don't believe you so we're gonna have our own adventure cause we're gonna discover things cause you know why cause kids are awesome right now there's a movie on uh, Netflix that I watched that kind of on the same vein I forget the fucking name of it shit it was kids at camp you know, and then there's an alien invasion, and they have to get this information to this place, and no one—it's not that no one believes it because they're more like shit, kids. You gotta get out of here because there's aliens invading, right. and they're like, we know, we have this information, and they're like, well, I'll take it off your hands. And every time an adult takes it, they wind up getting killed, and the kids are thrust back into we were the ones that have to deliver this because we can't. Everyone keeps dying, right? You know? <laughs> so it was, it was it was it was really good. Fuck, why can't I remember the name of the goddamn movie? Shit. Oh, I was watching watch another movie. So. But, what else you got? What else uh, you got? That's, I think, pretty much a document. Yeah, that's it. I, I completely right. forgot that I also randomly watched a movie on Netflix by myself. Because uh-huh. Stacy was doing her babysitting gig on Friday, and I was off, so I had to place it myself. So I was laying in bed, and I watched I'll Always Be Your Maybe. Um, it's on Always Netflix. Be Your Maybe? Yes. Um, I really should have just put that up. It, it stars... Um, let's see. I'll always Be Your Maybe. Always... Be my maybe. Okay, Ali Wong and Randall Park. 
Okay, it's a pair of childhood friends end up falling for each other when they grow up. Uh, Randall Park played uh, Kim Jong Un in the um, interview. Okay. Okay. He's also got Fresh Off the Boat. Right. That's his show. He's the father. Yeah. And Ali Wong is a stand-up comedian. You know, basically of also of Asian descent. Yes. So she plays a celebrity chef, and um, when her and Randall, who plays Marcus, so it's Sasha and Marcus, uh-huh. when they were kids, they they were neighbors, and they kind of grew up together, and then something happens in the family, in his family, and the two of them get a little closer, and they wind up having sex in the backseat of his car, but it's really awkward afterwards, and they kind of... he. A typical guy, teenage guy, he gets pissed. He says something stupid. She gets mad. She doesn't talk to him. Right. Flash forward 19 years later, she's now a celebrity chef who's engaged to, you know, a guy who's like a producer, you know, who's like a celebrity to stars kind of thing. You know? Right. Um, and they're opening up another restaurant of hers, and it's in San Francisco where she grew up in. So she goes back home, and her best friend, who's been her best friend since high school, kind of sets it up to have this guy, you know, the original guy, Marcus, who's working with his dad, helped do the duck work and like put in um, air conditioning into this house that they're renting. Because mm. um, and it's kind of like, oh, I, how are you? Haven't seen you in a while, and you know, it's basically like reconnecting and them finding themselves again. It was really, it was a cute romantic comedy. Connor Reeves has a has a, a, a part in it, which is so fucking. He steals the movie for like twenty minutes. She's trying to find a guy, and she's not. She's into Marcus, but you know he's kind of a not really. He thinks that there's no way she'd be interested in him because he's a nobody. She's famous now, right? Um, so she is holding a Netflix rap party for something, some for for a movie, and she meets Keanu Reeves, and they go on a double date. Keanu Reeves and her, and now is Keanu Reeves playing himself? Keanu Reeves is playing himself. Okay, but take Keanu Reeves and crank it up like. To like a thousand, because he he doesn't play like he doesn't play a douchebag. He just kind of plays like, no, dude, you gotta buy, grab the life by the horns. Like he's kind of like that dude, you know. Like, yeah. You know, and he'll whip out of like, you know, on John Wick, we used to play this game. It was like it was kind of like a version of Truth or Dare, but it was like Truth or Sin. Like you know, it was, yeah. it was and it was very. At one point, they're drunk, and Keanu's like, gets he they play. You have to kill somebody in this room. Who would you kill? And Keanu's like, I will kill Marcus, like, you know. <laughs> and he's like, Why? He's like, Because you're a downer. You, you know. And he's just like, starts because Marcus is kind of like the. This is my neighborhood. I I grew up here. He's afraid of change. He's very stubborn about things. Yeah. He's always sarcastic. So Keanu kind of calls him out in it. And Marcus is like, Well, I'm gonna. I, you know who I kill? I kill you. And he's getting kind of like, Go ahead. I want you to hit me. Come on. You know. He's like, You know, fine. I dare you to take this vase and smash it over your head. He's like. Done. Takes it and smashes it over his head. Like Keanu's bleeding. He's like, "Now what? I want you to hit me." You're like, and punch, and he punches Keanu in the face, and he, you know it's hysterical. What's the name of this movie? Always be your, always be my maybe. Always be my maybe. It yeah, is yeah. the funniest. I could not stop laughing because he's so like, dude, what? Like it, it, it for that moment, I forgot because he's been in so many action movies. How fucking funny Keanu Reeves could be. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, it makes me go, I can't wait for Bill and Ted 3. Because <laughs> this, if he's tapping into this for this small bit part, like yeah. it was amazing to see him kind of walk in. I mean, I knew he had a cameo in it, but I didn't know how big the cameo was. There was a good like 20 minute scene with him in this movie. And I'm like, 
wow. <laughs> it was, stole the movie from me. It was great. It was hysterical. So I, I highly recommend that movie. It, it, was, right. it was also, like I said, a cute. Every once in a while, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm, I can watch a cute romantic comedy and be okay with it. And it's kind of what it was. It was a romantic comedy. When I told Stacy about it, she's like, what? you watch that? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm like, I watched. <laughs> Were your pants off? No. <laughs> no, that was watching Endgame for the last two days. Like, no. <laughs> like, of course, when I got Endgame, I popped it in. I watched half of the movie the first night. And then I watched the second half. The next night. You know, kind of clo- <laughs> this is a three-hour movie. It's a three-hour movie. So I was like, you know, when you start watching it at 11 o'clock at night, and you're going, oh, I really, I kind of want to see. But I, I got to the part right where they just about to start the time heist. Yeah. Like at the halfway point, I'm like, okay, perfect place to put a flag in it. <laughs> Going to come back to this tomorrow. Got to put a pin in it. I'll yeah, be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow, guys, to watch you kick ass and all the laughs. And I was like, all right. I watched all the bonus features though before that. Well, speaking of Avengers Endgame, yes, it is. Uh, it's still obviously the number one movie of all time. It's up to six million dollars now, so it's uh, six million dollars over over the number one movie, the second okay. movie, which is Avatar. So, uh, all right, so there you Woo-hoo. go, kids. And it's still we're we're on the Avengers Endgame all time movie watch or whatever we're call it. All right, since we're talking about movies, yeah, it's in the top five. All right, hold, all right, hold, top. Hold on for a there you go. Uh, let's just open up a cold one there. <laughs> uh, that's a fresh can of whoop ass, Ed. Actually, no, it's Arizona watermelon fruit juice cocktail. <laughs> All right. So let's do the top phase as he's sipping along. Uh, number five was number two of last week. Scary stories to tell in the dark. It made $10 million over the weekend and 40.2 overall in the two weeks release of the $25 million budget. Wow. Uh, number four is a new release. Angry Birds Movie 2. It made ten point five million. I'm sorry, yeah, because the other one just made ten million, so it's ten point five million. This one made, and uh, sixteen point two overall in the two weeks release with a sixty five million dollar budget. Wow. Number three was still number three, The Lion King. It made eleven point nine million over the weekend, and four hundred ninety six point one overall in the five weeks release. And I have no budget on that one. All right. Number two was the number one movie of last week. Fast and Furious presents. Calvin or uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Sorry, <laughs> you were the Calvin and Hobbs. Well, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a Facebook meme that says the same thing. You know, the Fast and Furious presents uh, Calvin and Hobbs. One looks like uh, he has the blonde hair, and the other one has. <laughs> I, I totally would watch a Calvin and Hobbs movie if with the two of them. But here's the question. Okay, see now I'm in my head. Jason Statham's Calvin and Rock plays Hobbs. Which one's the tiger? Hobbs. No. You think, Cal, you think, you think. Well, that's what the meme put it. <laughs> it's uh, it's Rock is. See, I totally see Rock as the, as the tiger. You know? I mean, I got it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> you would have to see it. I have to search it out. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, it made $14.1 million over the weekend and 133.7 overall in the three weeks release with a $200 wow. million dollar budget. Wow. So it's still hurting there. Three yeah. weeks and it hasn't made back its money. And number one was a does, new release. I got a question. Yeah. Does, do you really care about this movie? What? Cal- yeah, Calvin and Hobbs. I'm going to call it the Fuck. <laughs> Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Do I care? Yeah. No. I, I mean, after a while, these these Fast and Furious movies, it's just, it's car porn is what it is. Yeah. You know, like, what could we could do with a car? If, I don't even know if there's car porn in this one, because it's, he's, the him and Jason Statham are after Idris Alba. So you could go, okay, there is two out of the three people. I, well, there's a motorcycle scene, because he does these right. weird motorcycle tricks yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, because Idris Alba. And this the this is why they went so far off the reservation because Idris Alba's character apparently has superhuman strength. Like 
he I don't know how I don't know why but he's like a like super pumped up and super like strong yeah. and I'm like what's that got to do with a purple charger like I hope Vin Diesel doesn't walk in <laughs> like you know, I'm like well, what's what's that got to do with anything but part of me is like cuz uh, Hobbs is um I think it's Hobbs uh it's his job was like a federal agent so who was after Vin Diesel and gang in the first place yeah and then he, there's a, there's a controversy. I don't know if you know about this. It's um, hashtag um, justice for Han because uh-huh. there's the Asian dude in the series who. Uh, here I'm gonna here it's got this blank look like uh, I can't wait to see where this is going. He was in Tokyo uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Right? Yeah, okay. And apparently they killed off his character, but they ret- they retconned time, I guess, and they brought him back for like some of the other Fast, Fast and Furious movies, right? Uh huh. Well, at the end of four, I think, or five, they kill his character. Jason Statham kills his character. Right. Right? So the next movie is about bringing him in justice. Wow. I don't, I didn't see that one because I think that was, uh, you know, Seven in Heaven or whatever it was, you know, like, <laughs> so, like, like it was the one without Paul, like without Paul Walker in it. Right. So it's like, well, where. But I don't know. I haven't seen that one, so I don't know how they go. Because Jason Statham gets brought in. I thought in. you see them all. I know. I haven't seen the last one. I just there's a moment where I'm just like, really? Because then not only did they bring Jason Statham, and then they brought in uh, Charlize Theron too as the bad guy. Yeah. And I'm like, who? I, like, look, if the next movie has fucking Anthony Hopkins in it, I'm totally done. Like, because <laughs> like, uh, apparently you pull him in whenever you really need to class it up a little bit. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, well, and that doesn't always work. No, we did the Transformers the last night. Yeah, uh, yeah oof. Um, so I'm like, a part of me is like, okay, well, I kind of want to see that one because I kind of because now everyone's like, well, if Hobbs and Shaw are working together, when is he going to be taken in from the murder of Han? Like, because it's not like it was questionable whether or not he killed Han. He completely killed Han. You saw him on screen killing him. Right. Like, it wasn't even like. A, Oh, a case of mistaken identity, or oh, I've got a twin. Like it wasn't, you know, none of that. It was he. He did it. So it's like, well, are they just writing it off as an accident? Are you not gonna take them in? Like what the hell? Like <laughs> there's gonna be like a this, this, dun, dun, dun. You know, Calvin and Hobbes two law and order. It, like, it makes to me that makes no sense because the, the, for, based on the trailer from what I seen, uh-huh. the two of them don't want to work together. It's it's Tango right. and Cash, right? And the thing is, is like the, the government thinks that these two guys are the only ones that can bring him in. We can bring in Idris Alba. Yeah, yeah. So you go, you go really like like these two knuckleheads. It's like, like I get it. Rock is that's his Adam job. Costello over here. Like, you know, like it's his job to do that because you see him do it for Ben Diesel. But Hobbs is supposed to be ex special forces bad guy. So and the two of them aren't supposed to get along and. It's like right. and then and of course like th- like they showed like a second trailer. I don't know if you saw that one where like. Was it Hobbs is what the the Rock's character? Right, he goes his, to go to Hawaii his, he, and he gets his whole family together, and like yeah. they're going to use spears basically as the weapon of right. choice. And I'm like for machine guns and bombs I, stuff, you're going to use spears. And like, well, it gives it gives Roman Reigns, uh, the Rock's actual cousin, to be in, in screen. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but there's also I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be like a high tech versus low tech thing, like you know how. Yeah, it worked once in the back in the eighties <laughs> with some little furry guys, you know, beating, you know, because they had home turf and all too. By right, the way, you know, right. so that probably right, was, you're right. Probably, so 
basically Rock is stealing from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Him and his family are the Ewoks. Yeah. That, that is kind of spot on, actually. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, going, yeah, he takes him back there on Hawaii and he gets his, his family and his, you know, and they all. I, I, Eventually, I, they probably did it in like five minutes, too. Like, you know, like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> they're hot it's, and all got captured. You know, if there is a moment in the film where. <laughs> they're, they're, we call it, they're partying and they're hitting hubcaps. <laughs> <laughs> or Calvin or Hobbs or Hobbs and Shaw get captured all of a sudden. <laughs> You're like, what? If there's two logs that swing down and crush a vehicle, I'm I'm calling I'm I'm just going Lucas should sue. <laughs> Yeah. Where's Disney, Disney should sue Disney wait isn't we hold on I gotta does find Disney own Fox wait. no Disney does own Fox but I think it's a Paramount movie <laughs> gotta figure out who, now I gotta look who, who, who owns this who owns the Fast and who owns oh it's Universal oh yeah Universal I it. see it right here well I thought how uh, Calvin Hobbs movie is Universal <laughs> All right. And the number one movie is Good Boys it made 21 million oh, the weekend. I can't wait to see that <laughs> All right, well, it made $21 million this weekend. All right. And that's what's the total gross. And it has a $20 million budget. So Look for Good Boys 2. Good Boys 2, <laughs> I, Electric Boogaloo. That movie looks so funny. I, it, again, think... it's the one with the – okay, here it is. The kids, it's a bunch of little boys. And oh, right, have, okay. It, it's kind of like – I'm like, there was no marketing in this except for this, like, last week. Like, uh, I that's saw. because most of it's in, like, the Red Band trailer. So it's kind of hard to actually get your hands on it. And it's – bunch of 10 year olds cursing and you need to see the no no oh i was like it's a bunch of 10 year olds cursing throwing dildos and you know it's it's produced by seth rogan and so take that for what it's worth for people who don't like him it looks hysterical you know and it it looks like it's like hey you know every movie has like 10 year olds and 12 years and always like cute little cherubs but not these kids these kids are like fucking assholes because they're 12 right you know like they are exactly what you expect them to be and they're trying to get like into a party because they're trying to fix a, a bust something you right. know like oh my god we gotta do this before my parents come home it's risky business meets you know goonies right <laughs> it looks very funny you know so I'm like alright good for them me number one movie fuck god damn it <laughs> alright so what else you got there Ed uh, well let's see what's coming out this Tuesday for okay, what is coming out this Tuesday? Uh, Brightburn's coming out this oh, Tuesday. Oh, okay. I liked that movie. That was pretty good. Did you? I didn't see it. Uh... I did. You know, it, was, it was one of the first things that I kind of watched on... It was one of the second things I watched on uh, the, the fire show, okay? Yeah. Um, and it was actually quite um, entertaining. Like, it was really good. It's basically, hey, what if Superman was bad? But you can't use Superman, so we're going to create this character. Yeah. And it's, he's, he is from, you know, Middletown, nowhere, you know salt of the earth kind of town and he's a bad kid like you know he's he's, he's 12 and what would a 12 year old do if you had all these powers and right you know, I mean, eh. he doesn't have any really guidance i mean he probably has a i mean he has father. a mom, mother and father but you know they kept it hidden from him you know and well, it, with this day and age though like with all of the kids the way they are now like some of the younger ones you know how bratty they are you know it's right like, it's like it's kind of like that perfect time movie i think sure i mean i i hope that they make more because it ended up with kind of they make a sequel out of it. Uh, so what else you got? Uh, this one pisses me off. Pisses you off? Yes. Okay. Because I kind of wanted to see it in the theater a little bit. All right. Because it's called The Hustle. And if you don't know what mm. it is, it's Rebel Wilson and um, Anne Hathaway. Right. It's And they do basically, it's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but the modern age. I and love, they're women. Right. 
and I love Rotten Scoundrel. I thought that was a great movie. Right. It's uh, uh... <laughs> I love this Dude, movie. It's uh, uh, who's in it? It's uh, Michael Caine and Steve Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it's memory starting to go. If 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 you if it was you, I would have it. But if it's me, I no. Every time it works. Every time. And I and I was kind of pissed at first that they were remaking this movie because I'm like, holy smokes! I'm like, well, you know what? It's a different take. It's a different spin. Let me see it. You know, I mean, let me see it. Could be good. Right. Well, you know, plus, I no one saw it, so it's out coming out on video. Okay. I'm apparently. like, I'm like, it, I don't think it ever made the theater. Yeah. I think it went straight to DVD because I, I remember seeing the trailers like a couple months ago. Right. In the theater, going right. the first seeing it, like you know, I'm going. Oh really? And I'm like, kind of like was stunned, and I'm like, I don't know if I like it. I remember hearing about it, but I think I saw the trailer too around the same time, like not like earlier in the year. Yeah, you know, and it was just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm assuming it's coming out this summer, and someone just went, nah, never mind. Right, we'll just throw it out on video. <laughs> throw it on video. So now you know the hustle. So I'm like, I'm kind of like pissed. I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy this. Like, I kind of want to see. Redbox it. I was saying, I'm gonna have to rent it first just yeah. to see for a few bucks, you know, because like I said. I like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That's a great movie. 80s comedy. Great movie. Sure. Look it up. It's fun. Uh, Iron Sky, The Coming Race, is also coming out. The, the sequel. The sequel, finally. Oh, I got to get that. Yes. I, Iron Sky was awesome. It's, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was really good. I'll have to wait till I come back from my trip. <laughs> I wonder if there's a steel book one version, because <laughs> I had the steel book version. Of that. It's the director's cut. Oh, it's so good. All right, what else you got? Uh, Flight in the Navigator, a special edition, is coming out this uh, uh, week. It's a 1978 Disney adventure about a 12-year-old boy who basically ha- like loses time in like to the 80s. And then uh, his everybody who he knew are now is now older. Like His younger brother is now older than he is, but he's the same age okay. as he was because aliens basically took him off the planet and abducted him. Like, all right. kind of testing him out or whatever, right, right, and then right. like wiped his memory out, and all all he remembers is falling, like racing his brother home one day from like a, a boat trip. I think his... I remember seeing that. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Again, it's one of those like, hey, I'm a kid. It's like in the the eighties movies. Yeah, you know. And then like you know, because it was made in the it was made in the eighties. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna find out. And then uh, uh, basically, he. He the ship says that if they do this certain warp drive thing that they could go back in time and he does he basically they bring they put him back where they found found him, him right and he, but he has the little alien to show that it actually happened like this little squishy alien that was on the ship that he was collect this the ship is collecting all these aliens to record their lives nineteen eighty six Paul yes. Rubens Joey Kramer yeah Paul Rubens played the ship he was the right the right he was the voice of the ship Max yes. Uh, yeah, Clifty Young, Veronica Cartwright, it was Helen Freeman. Wow, it's uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was in it. Uh, Matt Howard Hessman. Wow. Yes, Howard Hessman. That's right. People are like, who's that? Hey, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is coming out? Uh, the Walking Dead season nine is coming out. Uh, oh, okay. So you know that means kids that Walking Dead season ten is probably around the corner in AMC. Yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I kind of fell off. I, I, I stopped watching just before Negan came on. That's how long ago it was. Wow. Yeah, shame too, because I like uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I was really excited to see it, and I just life got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, then we have the Arrow, the complete seven seasons coming out. So uh, gearing okay. up for season eight, kids. Yep, gonna, the final season. Final season. It's going to be right. half a season too. Uh, Lego DC Comics. Uh, Batman Family Matters are coming out on Blu-ray. It's one of those Lego movies. Oh, uh, direct-to-video? Yes. Okay. So. And there's a little cash cow there. Yeah. 
Uh, Star Wars Resistance Season 1 is also coming out this week on DVD. Okay, it's the new cartoon. Yep. Alrighty. Uh, Pokemon, the series, Diamond and Pearl, the complete collection is coming out. Okay. And that is it for movies and television. Alright. Let's move on to video games. Okay. Rad by Bandai Namco Entertainment America for uh, the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Okay. I, I, we have that kind of on a loop on our, our, our PlayStation 4 Interactive. Uh, okay. And there's this moment, I, I wish I could remember, the, um, Lemmy from um, Motorhead. I, I swear, the person they got doing this voice, There's uh, apparently there's a mutation thing going on. I don't know much about it. All I know is it's that there's there's a moment where I guess you morph into, like an, a mute, you mutate into some sort of animal-human hybrid thing. Mm-hmm. And right before it, they have someone go, mutation, mutation. And it sounds like Lemmy from, <laughs> from Motorhead. I'm like can't be the last thing it did like, <laughs> i'm hoping it's not i'm hoping it's just somebody just doing a voice it but, sounds just like him. Uh, it sounds exactly like him it makes me i'm like oh, oh. i also got uh remnant by, uh from the ashes to but, no, i'm sorry remnant from ash from the ashes by gunfire games for the pc xbox one and P, ps4 okay uh this is coming out the 12th 20th, which, like I said, these are Tuesdays. Okay. Uh, this one, next one, is Winds of Change by Telltale Studios for the PC, and that's coming out Wednesday. Okay. All right. Thursday is uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 4, Faith by Square Enix for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Okay. There's no information, so I have no idea what this Life is. Life is Strange is... Um it's, uh, was a, it was a game a couple years back where it was one of those like choose your own adventure things where this girl, the character you played, had the ability to manipulate time. Like, you know, and like, and it was, um, she has this ability. And during the course of the game, you make decisions. It's not a lot of action, it's very telltale mm-hmm. in, in, in storytelling. And it was very popular, it was very hit, but it was done in episodes. Like, hey, it's $15 for episode one. And today, episode two is coming out in three months because they, they were making it. And, doing it as it was coming out okay um then eventually when the first one got done and it was real popular they put it out on, on disc then they came up with a sequel which was life is strange before the storm which is a prequel to the first game mm-hmm. and i'm assuming they're making a second one life uh, is strange 2 life is strange 2 episode 4 so this is i guess part oh, okay. 4 of it so yeah so probably which means is um in like next month or this week or sometimes the whole they'll do a whole hey here's the whole complete season yeah uh, all right all right, what else you got? Okinana by Square Enix for the PS, PC, PS4, and Switch for the 22nd of August. Okay. Then we have Space Harrier by Sega for the Switch. All right. That's coming out on the 22nd. Okay. And Puyo Puyo by Sega for the Switch, and that's coming out on the all 22nd. Right. So there you go. There you go. That's okay. all the video games. and. I, I actually have somewhat of – I have two uh, kind of two-ish reviews. Okay. Um, number one, I'm starting to play Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. It's uh, on the PS4. It's a side scroller. It's by the creator. It was a Kickstarter game that is created by the people who made Castlevania. Oh, okay. So it's very gothic. Um, it's, it's 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 pretty cool. It's a uh, it's Ritual of the Night is a Metrovania video game developed by Art Play and published by Five Hundred Five Games. The game's development was led by former Castlevania series producer. Koji Igarashi, and is considered a spiritual successor to the series. Okay. So I'm like, all right. Um, I and I reason why I got that was because it was kind of, I was interested in it, and I was I was 
you know, it's like a $40 game. So I, I, was, I got it pre-owned, so it wasn't really $40 investment. And if I don't like it, I can bring it back within the week. All right. I'm not sure how I feel about it because it's, it's, it is very Castlevania-esque, for the, except it looks gorgeous. Um, it's a side-scroller, and it is like, hey, once you run off a board, if you come back, all the monsters are back again. Uh, um, you get leveled up, but there's kind of like every level is kind of like a maze. Like, okay. You, know, you can go here. I'm assuming – I don't know if you can go back later to get to go get other things. Right. Because there was things where I was like, I couldn't jump far enough. And a part of me was like, well, can I jump far enough? Or is this a thing where I need maybe like a, a whip or something to help me swing across? Like, right. It definitely plays like that. And it was, it's enjoyable, but I'm at the part now where I'm at a boss fight at the end of the first level, I guess you can kind mm-hmm. of say. I mean, honest, it's kind of kicking my ass. I'm like, fuck. Like, it's, I, and what's nice about it, well, or difficult, is that it doesn't continue off where you left off. You kind of, there's these moments in, in you're on a ship, and there's these moments where you can go into it safe, safe spots where it's like a big throne and you get to sit down on something and you can save your game. Yeah, sure. And it's right out front of, it reminds me so much of Castlevania because it's like the save points were always right before a big boss fight, or you know, like like okay, here you're coming up to the end, you might want to save. Yeah, you know? and and for rightly so because I'm playing normal and and this thing it's kind of I call it the Kraken, but it's nowhere near. It's like a woman demon, but there's like she's got the, her head and she's kind of topless, and then her you know her bottom half has got like a like a demon mouth, and you know this stage is like her hoo ha is the you know is is She's shooting that stuff out of her hoo-ha. I'm like, yeah, I guess she kind of is. Like, <laughs> but it's it's very demon-esque. You kind of yeah. like it's it's you're like, wow, all right. I mean, it's it's difficult, but it's also kind of like, all right. The reason why I I, I'm, I got that was because I gave No Man's Sky a second try. Um, no Man's Sky. Ed's Ed's give the look of like what? Those people who've been listening, faithful listening to the show, No Man's Sky was a, a game that had this infinite possibility of planets and it was kind of boring and you know over the course of the two years i think that's been out it's made some advancements to part where they've changed they've changed the game dramatically so part of me is like well you know what it's cheap enough let me go revisit it i knew there was an update coming soon so let me go let me go let me go see like you know because a lot of people are saying it's, it's really good right now and i'm like okay i'll give it a shot like Sometimes, you know, sometimes the original vision needs some time. Right. So I get it. I install it. I'm playing it. It's pretty much the same. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, it, but what was nice is they kind of gave you like, hey, you need to do this. We're going to tell you how to do that. So that way, at some point, sooner or later, you'll get used to doing it on your own. Right. You know? And I'm like, okay, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And I get to another planet. And the planet's, okay, like, now you're going to have to mine for, for, for blueprints. And I'm like, okay, you know, fine. You know, because... Um, the planet I'm on has got a has like a very high heat index, so I need you know shelter, hide in the cave, or you know now you can build your own shelters and you can have this as your home base. And I'm like, oh okay. And next thing I know, I'm fucking down, falling down a, a Minecraft well because it's like, hey, you need to find resources and you know build, keep building on the house that you have, and you know of course you know you can rename whatever you want to rename. And I'm just like, I, I played for like almost four hours it was like another thing I did Friday when I had the house to myself yeah. and I played it for four hours because I knew Stacy was not Stacy wouldn't want me to play it he said that every time I play it she falls asleep right I was playing it and I was starting to fall asleep you know I was like <laughs> fuck it, it, there were some differences and apparently like now I don't I don't know if I could switch it it went from first person to third person 
view. Yeah. But I think that's because the first person view is set is designed for the people who have the PlayStation VR. Because now the game's in VR now. Okay. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool. Like, if I had a VR headset, maybe I might enjoy it. But then again, I'm going, no, I wouldn't. Because it really is find resources, dig, 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 build, build, build. Yeah. I'm like, here's a spaceship. Now go fly to the next planet and dig, 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 build, build, build. I'm like, fuck. So I want to train and return, trading that in. Okay. You know, for Bloodstain. But that's all under the guise of when I'm bored. I'm not because I'm not playing Destiny Two at the time. Yeah, because I'm back to that bitch. Remember you know? <laughs> telling me last week? Yeah. I, it's it's again. It's one of those things where it's like I'm bored and got nothing to do, and I was like, well, let me just dabble. And I knew they had yeah. Destiny came and knock and you know, or text me like, hey, Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I let you know I got some new stuff here, and you know, we never really did finish a couple of things. Maybe now you want, want to try. Like you never really did venge Cade's death. You know, I'm like, shit, she's right. You know, like. <laughs> I guess I really because I remember how much you know how troublesome I was like those fuckers killed him yeah. I'm going to avenge every last motherfucker and I never did it kind of fell off I'm like wow Kate's probably looking down on me kind of pissed like dude you, you made a promise like <laughs> it's time for you to settle up there buddy so I was like you know so a couple weeks ago I started dabbling back in and yeah. I finally finished the, the Cade storyline and it's like okay well now you get you know Cade's will which is basically you're going to get his gun but in order to do his gun you have to go through all these quests and it's a lot of it using a hand cannon a hand cannon to actually fight like now I have to kill 25 guardians with precision shooting with a hand cannon I suck at that I suck at that (laughs) give me a machine gun I'm good with machine guns but give me a hand cannon and have to get a headshot to kill him with a headshot it's tough because I'm not good at it you know I prefer the dumb AI versus the person it's like cut this tomato real nicely with this big sword yes yeah like all right well you know i've been doing that you know and there's other quests that i've been doing because now it's it's i feel like i I was i've matured as a gamer as weird as it sounds and i'm actually focusing on goals like right now i'm trying to do the whole armor set and i told you last week like the moment i get that armor set done i'm like yeah i did it here's more stuff and it's even harder and you're like (laughs) I'm keeping that armor on while I'm, while I'm doing everything else and it's slowly building up. I don't know if I'll have the ability to, I don't think I'll be able to reach the final goal. Cause I think yeah. it's like the last couple weeks for it. And again, I'm getting ready to go to Tennessee. So it's not like I'm going to have the time. Right. You know, so I'm kind of like, okay, well let me just focus on this Cade thing. Cause I don't have to, it's got nothing to do with what else I'm doing. So I'm like, let me just kind of dick around with that. And it's fucking horrible. And then there's another quest to kind of, it, I, it's, it's beneficial that it works the same time because it's like, Hey, you need to kill people in the. You need to kill guardians in the crucible, mm. um, as well. You know, and the more you know, you have to kind of basically calibrate this gun that you have. In order to do that, you need to kill guardians. All right, fine. Every win you get closer. Every every death that you have takes away some. Right. But it also coincides with. I'm like, well, since I have this handgun thing and I have to be in the in the crucibles anyway, I, I got two quests going active, right? So I'm like, well, if one gets done, great. If the other one, I'm more interested in the Cades thing. But if I get the other one, hey, bonus. It's great because right. it saves. It's like it's a time saver for me. It's not a time saver for me because I suck. It's like <laughs> at one point I think I was at three percent, and then after another match I was down to one percent. I was like, fuck, I'm going backwards. And the precision kills, like the first match I got one. I was like, yeah, right. How many doing that? I need twenty five. Okay, well, if I get one a game, I I, I get twenty five rounds in. Okay, I I think I could do that. That's that's a, an afternoon. Yeah, you know, I'm like, all right, that's, that's 
like 10 minutes around. I'm like, all right, I probably won't be able to do it in one sitting, but I should be able to get it done, you know. Yeah. If I'm, you know, so like the first, second match, I didn't get anybody. No, no, I got kills, but no precision kills. Right. I'm like, fuck, I think the third match. I'm like, what I need is a bunch of lemmings who are going to come at me. And I'm like, hello, guys, I just want to get this thing. Can you just kill me, kill you? Like, I just feel like yeah. I need to, like, I'm only here for this quest. Let me shoot you in the head so I can get my 25 people. Maybe if I'm lucky, I can get it in one match. Like, I feel like getting, like, hey, Ed, you want to play Destiny 2? Let me, we'll be on a opposing team. Why don't you shoot you in the head? 10, <laughs> yeah, you know, 12, tough, 25 tough times. times. You know, uh, just stand there and smile. Hey, <laughs> hey how you doing? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I'm like, oh, this is going to be a struggle. <laughs> I'm just like, I keep telling myself, in the end, it'll be worth it. I'll, I, I already avenged his death. Now I get his, I have his ship. You know, yeah. you know and I have, I'll, I'll, I'll get his gun. And, you know, I have, I'm like, all right, maybe. But I'm like, it's, it's, I find it funny. It's like, here we are almost two years later and I'm still playing the game yeah. which I think says something about the game itself whether you like it or, or hate it I mean if I'm going back to it I guess it's got something there yeah. you know it's, well, you're just a glutton for punch, but let's be honest. I mean, that's I mean true you know, too. You, There's also- you, you went to No Man's Sky. I mean, that's like that's like going to like the no-legged, pimply, one-eyed prostitute and paid her a thousand bucks for sex. Like, <laughs> like, like there's better options out there, kid. It, it was, it was like I'm like, all right. I know that there's the Shadow Keep coming out in October. And I'm like, all right. Well, am I gonna get that expansion? I'm not sure. Like, well. You know, because I'm like, well, do I get it or don't I get it? I had to kind of feel how, like, I, I got to, um, like, right now I'm really into it. But, you know, September also comes, you know, Borderlands 3. And I'm gonna, I'm getting that. You know, it's another, hey, you know, let's <laughs> uh, run around, shoot things. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, Borderlands 3. And in October, yeah, Destiny 2. You know, and, and I'm like, I'm. It's horrible. Yeah, it's and terrible. It's the holiday season, so I mean, all the really good games start coming out. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to play this, and I'll play that, and I'll play this, and uh, it's, I got nothing. It's horrible, Ed. <laughs> you got a problem. I do. I got problems. Problems. Yo, I'll solve them. <laughs> Check out my hook while my DJ revolves it. No, thank you. <laughs> ice, ice, baby. <laughs> Oi. All right, I got some news. All right. Okay, at first I want to start off with basically what I'm going to call a feel-good story. A feel-good story. All right, it is a, a feel-good feel- oh, story. Now we're establishing connection. Uh-oh. Excuse me here. Um, Forbes has a list of billionaires. Okay. Yeah, there is. Um, okay, well, I'm just going to read. Apparently, I'm having problems with the connection here. Uh, whatever. But Harry Potter Arthur J.K. Rowling is one of the first to fall off the Forbes billionaire list because of charitable giving. Oh. Okay. Uh, basically, it's um, here's the blurb. It's uh, Harry Potter is the first billionaire to fall off the Forbes because she, and this is a quote from her, you have a moral responsibility when you've been given far more than you need to do wise things with it and give intelligently. And I don't know why the, the what do you call it, the, I'm having an error getting up to this because I was reading it earlier. I sent it to Stacy. Um, you know, because Stacy and I were talking about it, like I thought it was fascinating, like that, you know, um, that hey here you go to somebody who's a well, billionaire I mean, and like, I was like well I mean she could have like 1.5 billion dollars and she could give away six six hundred million dollars and she's now under that move but she still got 900 million dollars like she's <laughs> like I, I and again this is not me being you know I don't have nine a billion dollars like how much it's it's a good it's a start I kind of feel like like I wish more people would follow her lead 
Well, but, there's there's a there's an initiative going on that like after a certain point, like like billionaires, they want billionaires to give like a good portion t- to charities, right? To I forget who's who started it, uh, um, but you know, some some sure, some, sure somebody so, screaming that person's right. name, but whatever. But like a lot of billionaires are doing that, like when they because it's like they they'll all agree. They go, you get to a certain point, you have so much money, and it just goes. And you keep making that money, and you keep you know growing and growing right. and thing. Like J.K. Rowling's though case is the fact is that she came from humble beginnings. She she never forgot right. that. Right, lived, lived in her ha- a car. Right, you know and she was. She's writing this on like you know rough you know napkins or whatever. Right, or, you know like trash pieces of paper to, like to write the story of this you know of Harry Potter and got you know to where she is today. And it's just like, yeah, you know, like that's the that's the thing that you kind of look at and you go like, I'm great, I'm I'm. That's a great, you know, great thing that she's doing that she can give away all that money. I, I, I agree know, because like, she she knows where she's been. You know, I, I think I feel like there's got to be a point. Like I, you and I probably will never know this feeling of such financial security that you and your children and your children's children's will be okay for the next fifty, sixty, seventy, hundred years because yeah. of the money that you have are creating off of a product. We're never going to know that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like, you know, I think that people, because it's just not enough, like, you know, or it's too much. Like, you know, she's swimming in cash. Yeah. You know, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I don't be like, you know, we, well, it depends on what her money's in. If it's like stock options, the stock could crash. You're, and she could be broke tomorrow. Right. You're absolutely right. I'm talking about, you know, people who have a Scrooge McDuck size safe full of money in it that's buried like a, a thousand feet below sea level. You know, so that way they can just go, yeah, I got, I got my securities. You know, like there's going to become a time where like you have just too much that no matter what, you'll never want for anything. So why not give back? Right. You know, I think that if more billionaires would follow that lead, maybe, maybe the world would be in a better place. You know, maybe, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I was saying, you know, and then it's, it's you know, you because that's the and thing, like, would be a better place for me. Because <laughs> I mean, you, you, there's numbers that you, you, you go. Uh, if I had that money, I'd be like, you know, spending like a sure. wild man. But you go, there is a reality. You go, there is a point where you go, I have everything. Like, yeah, like, like, like I, I own Lucas. You know, I own right. Lucas Ranch, and I own this. You know, because that's the stuff right. I want. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I still have like a billion dollars left over. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> for those people who don't know, again, I, the movie called Brewster's Million. Yeah, it was a remake of another movie, but it starred um, it starred Richard Pryor, yes. and John Candy, yeah. And the idea was that Richard Pryor, in order to make I think a hundred million dollars, he needed to spend a million dollars a day for a month. So he had to spend thirty-one million dollars in order to get this money. Yes, and it was it was fascinating. It was it was funny as hell. Because like okay, after you buy just about anything you want, how do you spend a million dollars after you spend ten million dollars? Like what do you do? Yeah. And there was rules and restrictions. You couldn't you couldn't give a million dollars away to charity. You could only give like a certain it had actually had to be spent. Right. You know, on stuff. And it's like, okay, well after you buy like a house for that stuff and you gotta fill that house full of stuff and then a million dollars worth of stuff is f- it was it was it was very funny. But I'm like, sooner or later, like, you know, you figure Someone's got to be like, well, here, here's some money. I don't, I don't need it anymore. Like, right. Like this is going to be okay. I have kids. I have grandkids. Their college is now paid for. Their houses are paid for. Their, their kids, if they have any, are colleges. Like, 
right? Like, you know, see, and they're you all know, the way, all their lives are taken care of where they don't have to work a day in their lives, right? Like, based know, off my success, right? Like, a hundred years from now, someone's going to have you know, J.K. Rowling's painting over a fireplace and go, Great Aunt J. Rowling created the Harry Potter legacy, they're going to live in Hogwarts. Yeah, you know they're gonna have you know, they're gonna have so much money they'll build a replica of Hogwarts on their own land, and I'll be like, yes, our oh yes, our great aunt Rawlings, yeah, it's all provided for her, you know, and you just kind of go, and we still have more money, more because the checks keep rolling in, right? Because something like that never goes away, just never. It's it's a it's a beloved child's book, beloved series of movies, a play. It's just a website that she made herself I mean well she you know she didn't make it herself but Pottermore uh oh I think uh, <laughs> did I say a magic word I guess so yeah, yeah. it's up a little it's bit kind of creepy yeah. <laughs> it's listening to you so I mean like, I, I, I just wish more people would follow her lead that's yeah, all. you're right. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. And because uh, that's like you, you think about it, I'm like, you know, it's like ah, if you get the lottery, you know, you you'd have all this money, and then you go, I don't really want to blow it on like frivolous things, right? You know? Coke and whores, <laughs> <laughs> Coke whores, cars and property. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Like, like how much can you buy? That like you know, because it's like I can't live. I'm willing to take that test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like because you like like you're like you know like uh, uh, um, Nicholas Cage. Right, it was a good example where he bought all this stuff. Where it was like, why? Like, why did you have to? Like, I'm a comic book fan, so I have the number one DC or whatever. Right, was, I have the number you know, one issue of Superman. Right, like, yeah. you're like, why? Because I can. Right, like, you know, you know, I have I have dinosaur bones. Why do you want to buy dinosaur bones? I like dinosaurs. I'm a dinosaur protector. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you wanted elephant man bones at one right, point. Right, yeah, you know, I think so, yes. You know, it's stuff like that. Like, like you just... Michael Jackson wanted the elephant man bones. Yeah, they did. But yeah. I, don't know, I think Nick Cage wanted them too at one point. Oof, you know, but that's the thing. Like, like there were so many things that he bought, and he like he had castles and far, right. you know, in Europe, and right. he had homes in New York and <laughs> welcome, L.A. Welcome to Castle the Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like you go. You're never gonna live there. Like like how right. many like you go to visit Europe and it's like yeah you know you have your own place and yeah, all. Like, oh, I'm filming over in Prague, so I bought a house out there just when I'm actually out there once every seven years. Right. You know, it's like it, like like you're gonna live in one area for like like most of your life. I mean, you might right. migrate somewhere else for a while, but you're gonna eventually go go back. Yeah. Or, or like you know, you don't really need that property back there then. Like, like I think so. It's like like I think that's what that happened in a cage. But like somebody like though J.K. Rowling so had a lot of money. It's like right. she's smart and she goes, you know what? I have enough that like my family will survive. You know, no matter what. So now I'm gonna give it back. That's great. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. All right. Uh, I also have here, um, since we did bring up Bill and Ted 3, um, I, there is a story here. Bill and Ted 3 enlists George Carlin's daughter in honor of Rufus. Uh, Kelly Carlin, the daughter of the legendary stand-up comedian George Carlin, will join the cast of Bill and Ted Face to Music, playing tribute to her father, who appeared in the franchise's first two films. In Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Carlin plays Rufus, a man from the future who traveled back in time in order to ensure that Bill and Ted... Um, history-changing rock band happened. While the exact nature of Carlin's role is not yet clear, it seems likely that she'll play Rufus's daughter or some other relation. Uh, the film as a whole seems built on the idea of family, with Bill and Ted's own daughters playing a significant role in the story. So, what do you think, Ed? Um, yeah, I was wondering how they were going to get around that um, that that part because I mean, you know, it's like he was a significant character. He was, you know, that that moved that story forward, and it was just like. 
you would kind of need him in three. Like, like, and not having that character. And it's like, where they could replace him with somebody else. And like, he's like, you know, they just ignore the fact that it's a different actor. And you go, well, how can you replace George Carlin? Right. You know, especially how memorable he, the fat person it, is. It says here that there's also a character in the movie named Kelly, which is George's daughter's name, who has a very significant role in this journey. So George is a deep, deep part of it. Solomon previously said in a, um, that's the guy who who's directing it, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's good. I mean, I'm glad they're 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 keeping it in the family per se. Right. You know, that's uh, that's neat. Let's just hope she's a, a good actress. <laughs> I don't think it really matters. I think as long as she's able to say what she needs to say, and yeah. you know, it was something that George would be like, "Hey, we wrote this part for George way back when. We'd be honored if you'd read it instead." Right. You know, it might make her emotional. Uh, all right. So. Okay, here's a, a little update on the Joker movie. Joaquin oh. Phoenix says he's he based his Joker laugh on a little understood real life ailment. Uh, the Batman villain origin story is continuing to lean away from comic books and towards realism. Uh, let's see, ten years after the film includes blah blah blah. Let's see. Um, Phoenix has taken the role quite seriously in a new interview with Italian magazine Il Verdari via the playlist. Uh, the actor revealed that he studied victims of PLC, pathological laughter or crying, to craft his take on the Joker's evil laugh. Uh, here's a quote. I saw videos showing people suffering from pathological laughter, a mental illness that makes mimicry uncontrollable. Um, he said, um, an incredibly, the incredibly funny disease causes involuntary laughter or crying usually separates from any kind of conventional trigger. Uh, Phoenix's application of a real-world mental and neuro neurological issues suggests that his take on the villain will be unlike anything we've ever seen before. In addition to telling an original story, separate from any comic book mythology, the film is going for psychological realism. Taking place in 1981, it portrays a character as a failed stand-up comedian who is driven to a life of crime in Gotham. Uh, the Todd Phillips features are reportedly highly influenced by the films of Martin Scorsese and stars his frequent collaborator, Robert De Niro. Uh, the Joker films are not without controversy as Leto recently drew ire for effect that his method acting on hand uh, had it on his co-stars. It remains to be seen how Joker will touch on mental illness, if at all, or how it'll be received. But one thing's for certain, this is not your run-of-the-mill studio blockbuster. <laughs> it's going to um, hit film festivals on the 31st of August, by the way. Wow. Before it's hitting na nationwide in October 4th. So, wow. there you go. That's what's going to happen. It's happening with the Joker movie. How do you feel? Yeah, I got to uh, see the trailer. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I mean, he's, 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 a, he's one of those actors that really takes his craft seriously. Yeah. It's like one of those, and you know, and you go, you kind of go, like at first you go, he's playing the Joker, like really? And then you see it and you're like, it's not bad. Like, you know, like, you, know you go, I mean, the guy does a good job. Like, like yeah. I mean, I'm, I've seen the few things I've seen him in. He's done right, really good, right, right, right. you know. And I mean, like, a lot of his performances are hit and miss. And like every other actor, I sure. don't think there's an actor out there that you go. When he everything hits, he does yeah. is gold, you know. Yeah, right. When he hits, he hits. But when he misses, he misses. Right. Like, just yeah. and uh, you know, so for me, it's just like you know, it's it's kind of interesting that he he does like kind of research, you know. But I mean, like Keith Ledger when he played the Joker, I mean, right. basically like, took bouts of almost insanity just yeah. to just so he could portray the Joker as who he is, you know, like I think. So you know, and then Jared Leto, I mean, he's just fucking weird anyway. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it's I mean, method acting, Ed. 
you know, and I mean, it's just like you do get a better performance, I think, with some of them. Like, you know, I think sure. it's like, you know, with uh, um, I can never think of that actor's name, too. You want to like throw it out my way and you know, you throw me he was, and- <laughs> he was in the Gangs of New York and um, he wins Oscars. Oh, he's playing um, like a we call it um, Daniel Day Lewis, yes, Daniel Day Lewis, because he's a <laughs> he's a major method actor, right? Every like, movie he's ever been in, I think he's won an Oscar, <laughs> yeah, so say, like, like stuff like that, like that kind of talent, you know. And then, you know, like, yeah. his last movie, like, last couple of movies, he said he's retired and he comes back, right. so you go, we don't know if this is it, but this last one he was in, it didn't West him win the Oscar for that one, that was a fresh which one, Silk something. Oh, I think he was nominated, he was nominated, but he didn't uh, win, no, he did not, yeah, so that was. Oh. So I don't know if he wants to end his career on a high note on an Oscar or if he just says, ah, screw it. I've got enough of right. these things that are I'm tripping over them. Yeah. <laughs> click, 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 click. Oh, I'm sorry. I dropped my Oscars. Oh, oh, I don't know where they fell out of. They fell out of your pocket. You carry it wherever you go. I do. Uh, well, you know, I just I just like the way it feels. <laughs> you never know when you need, you're in need of a good door, doorstop. Thunk. Hold that. Because <laughs> they are heavy. <laughs> so... So you know, you, 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 there's something to it, I think, with some of these some of these actors doing these method kind of things. So hopefully, this will bring out a better Joker. Like he might be like everybody else. Who are they? You know, like the you know. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out October fourth. There you go. We're actually August thirty first. Like I'm sure they'll have some reviews of some sort. Yeah. I mean, they'd be silly not to, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure there's going to be like a lot of YouTubers trying to get that to that thirty first premiere and, and you know get in uh, showing it off. Yeah, sure. Okay, Ed, I got one last story. Okay. All right. Uh, Disney is the first studio to have five $1 billion movie in a year. Okay. Five $1 billion movies in five a year. Five movies this year, Disney has hit a billion. Uh, okay. Do we have a list? Um, I do, Ed, actually. Okay, I do. Yes. This was as of um, August 15th, okay? Okay. Uh, Toy Story 4 has crossed the $1 billion mark at the global box office. Wow. Disney announced on, thir- that the Disney announced on Thursday that makes the animated Pixar fil- film the fifth billion dollar release for Disney this year. The studio is now the record holder for the most billion dollar movies in a single year. Disney hit this new milestone amid a record-breaking year that will also include the launch of Disney+, Plus, a new streaming service that at $6.99 a month will likely be most formidable competitor to Netflix. On top of that, Disney has just sucked up most of 21st Century Fox's assets, giving them even more programs and intellectual property to post uh, Disney DX. Meanwhile, the rest of the media is trying to catch up. Um, let's see. Here are... Let's see. Um... Disney has managed to dominate at the time with the glutton of content and teaming, blah, blah, blah. The only other film to make a billion dollars globally this year was Spider-Man Far From Home, which is a Sony film that's co-produced with Disney and Studios. So here you are, the Billion Dollar Club. Ready? All right. uh, would you like me to go down or up? From like five, five to one. Okay. Toy Story 4 hit yeah. a billion. Okay. Aladdin is $1.03 billion. Wow. Captain Marvel, $1.12 billion. Okay. Lion King, $1.34 billion. Wow. And in Avengers, obviously, $2.79 billion. Okay. All right. Um, now, this, keep in mind, the studio also has Maleficent coming out in October, Frozen 2 coming out in November, and the final chapter in the Star Wars saga coming out in December. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So Disney has announced last month that it raked in an industry record $7.67 billion worldwide, breaking their own record of $7.61 billion in 2016. <laughs> uh, let's see. So they could really, really push it over the mark with these next three? Uh, yeah, you figure um, you got... Maleficent 2. I don't know if Maleficent 2 is going to make a billion dollars. I mean, let's be honest. I don't think the first one made... It probably did well. But, I mean, you got... This movie kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I wasn't expecting to make a sequel. And as a sequel, it's got Michelle Pfeiffer in it, too. Like, Angelina Jolie head in, going head-to-head with Michelle Pfeiffer. I never thought I'd... That, to me, is wild. Uh, Frozen 2, I mean, come on. That's just... You're just printing money at this point. <laughs> And then Star Wars. I don't care what half these nerds say that they're so pissed off at The Last Jedi that they're not seeing. You're trying to tell me that you honestly say that you're going to boycott the very last movie out of, a, out of a nine-part series? Like, come on. Everyone and their mother wants to know how this thing's going to end. Right. So don't give me that. You can sit there and be one of very few people who's going to sit there and go, I'm not going to. Principle. Yeah, okay, well, you know what? Then when everyone says it's either a great movie or if it, su- if it sucks, you can go, see, I knew it. And everyone says it's great, you're going to be like, Oof, I don't give a fucking care. And you'll eventually watch it in the middle of the night when no one's around so you can say you saw it just because you're curious and know what else happened. Uh, hey, you know what? I don't, you know, as long as it's not opening weekend, I don't really give a fuck when they see it. I really don't. Because <laughs> right, you know they're going to see it. You know, It's all right. bullshit, right? And it's a thing, like, like you know what? I want to go open weekend and not be crowded with all these assholes. Right. And be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I want to go because I appreciate that the movie that's sure. Up. So I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going through here the list of all the t- top movies all the time. Here, here. Here's what, what it was in 2016 where they hit the billion dollars. The last time Disney had this many films make a billion dollars worldwide was in 2016 when Rogue One, a Star Wars story, came out, Finding Dory, Captain America Civil War and Zootopia all accomplished the box office achievement. Here's another little interesting fact, Ed. Toy Story 4 is also the fourth Pixar film to make $1 billion, which is joining Incredibles 2, Finding Dory, and Toy Story 3. It's, it's the eighth highest grossing animated film of all time, according to Disney. The film opened to $120 million in North America in June. It's amazing. I, it's it's just, simply amazing. I, you can't fuck with us. Disney, boom, making money, <laughs> making money left and right. Oh, your cute little movie took us out of the box office. That's nice. You have a billion dollars? No. You know why? You ain't us. Fuck you. We're going to buy it, too. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, Disney, Disney is this is, is hitting walls. This, this week, uh-huh. they've, they've finally admitting that they're not really admitting, per se, Right. But they're changing their tune a little bit. Their prices went up for their parks. Oh, you know, this, shit. Now, this happened months ago. Right, you know, right, 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 right. And with Star Wars Land coming out, they, you know, figured, money in the bank. Yeah, let's yeah, check out the yeah, prices. Yeah. People are going to be fucking knocking on the door. Right, because they, right? they, they did it at Disneyland. They're gonna do, they did it at right. Disney World. They're, like, they're, they're pre-preparing you, like, yeah, this is going to be fucking expensive. Good fucking right. luck. You know, yeah, like, if you want that hotel, cha-ching. You, yeah. want, those, you want those little tchotchkes? Pay up. Yeah. Fuck you, pay you, me. You just want to walk in the door to, to the to Magic Kingdom? Ba-boom. It's yeah, big bucks. You want to smell the air that we've built for you? You're going to pay. <laughs> so the attendance went down. Okay. In the parks. All right. All right. So, so it's like, okay, everybody's kind of nervous, especially now that Star Wars land in Florida is about to open. Actually, technically right. it's open. The right. fa- uh, the uh, annual pass holders are now. This is their time to come see it before <laughs> right. regular pass holders. I, I, I had a guy come in at work. He's a regular. And uh, he said he was com- 
paying off his games because he's going to Disney in Florida. I was like, really? Are you going to go see Star Wars Land? He's like, no, man. They're opening up the week I'm there, the after the week I'm there. I'm like, oh. And I said, I, I was like, oh, I thought you might have been like a season pass holder because all season pass holders are able to go now. He's like, fuck. He was like, real mad. I'm like, sorry, man. I didn't mean to you know, damper your day, but I thought it was- He might be able to get in. Oh, really? Because after the season annual pass holders get in, uh-huh. it's press week, and sometimes they let regular people- Right, because the press need to talk to somebody, right. so they, why they not want, talk they to want, the average right, guy? Right, So they, gotcha. you know, sometimes they let people in. I mean, and-, and it is, he said he's leaving the week prior. Like, it's like, hey, I'm leaving on a Friday, Monday- that it opens up, so he might be able to. Maybe yeah. I wonder if he gets you know approached by some guy in a row Cause, going, cause, "Would you like to follow me to the to an unknown location?" That's sometimes <laughs> it does because they the regular dressed people and go, "I can get you in," you know, kind right. of thing. And we go right now and a little it's something like, something on the side. Yeah. Give you a little let me give you a little something something on the side, and I'll take you to a, way, a land you've never been before. Because I think that that when he's when he's there, I think that's when the press like right. the big you know announcement. They want they always want people in there because sure. they always to make it look like you know it's you got to make it look busy, right? All, you know, you like I would be there oh everyone else has a good time i'm gonna go yeah you know and so so now what they did was they have now what they call midday tickets oh okay and the more tickets you buy so like say like your vacation's a five-day vacation if you buy five days it's cheaper now you can't get to the park before noon you have to go like 12 or after okay so you can't do the old come on kids we're getting up early and getting there when they open up at nine yeah, you know, and get because that's way you can get on all the rides before the crowd comes in because the crowd usually comes in around lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. so that's the so that's the thing. So now it's cheaper to do it from that they call like I said midday, so it's noon after you can get it. And it's like say for like the one day it's twenty dollars you save. The next day I think it's thirty and forty and fifty. So if you buy like five days, you can save fifty dollars a day, saving fifty bucks a day for you to buy five tickets because at the, the like, say. So you buy more in bulk. You say buy more, save more. Exactly. Gotcha. You know? So that's their way of of trying to counteract you know type of thing and. They've been doing like free dining of the opening of Star Wars Land. Well, I mean, you know, so. uh, okay, I mean, let's if we if, if we can get some real talk here, just yeah. for a moment. I mean, you have to kind of think of it like this: they, everyone and their mother knows that they're opening this land. Yeah, and there's everyone and their mother's going to want to step foot on this thing. Yeah, but Disney's going, hey, you, spaces are limited, so it becomes like this whole, like, well, fuck it, I'll wait because I don't want to be there when it opens up because it's going to be so crowded. It's going to be so packed, like because Disney's hyping it up so much that now I'm intimidated to go because I don't want wall to wall bodies. Well, here's the thing, and uh-huh. the thing of there was one little problem with that that statement you made. Yeah? Disney has not actually mentioned a word about Star Wars Land, other yeah. than the fact that they're opening it up oh, this so month. This is all media. So this is all media hype. This is all like YouTubers and bloggers, and the, that's the thing. Like Disney doesn't have to. Disney really has the Disney commercial have to thing. Themselves, yeah, yeah. They, other than movies, like and I'll let you know when this movie's coming right. out. They don't have to do That's anything true. because people will go. Well, we'll 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 do it for free, you know. We'll do it for sure. a price, you know. Like not really a price, but they'll do commercials. Hey, let me walk the grounds and I'll do a YouTube video about it. Right, and yeah. you know, and then I'll get all these likes and all, that. and then like in the return, Disney actually gives them like free tickets to right. get into premieres and stuff. So that way they can blog about say, how great it is. So that way, you know, so for them it's like, hey, a couple bucks of, of tickets, which the, to them is nothing. I mean, right. it's like Vegas. Like you can give anything away in Vegas. It's worthless. Right, but it's like you know, but because it's like if if you give a good experience to somebody and they spread that word, right? Then sure, it's, it's you know it, that dollars. It's know, it's the significant. It's, it's like hey, if someone has a good time, they'll tell a friend. But if everyone hates it, they'll tell five. Yeah, you know. So you want to make sure you give them the best experience possible. 
and I think that you know when they talk about it, I guess even for me I feel like fuck I would love to be there opening week but I'm also partly intimidated by being there at all you know because of the crowds that are going to potentially be there like in my own head I hype it up so I'm like well yeah that, that's 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 the same way I'm feeling because like they like they everybody's everybody's doing this off of California California is doing it terribly right. and it's like well they blocked out annual pass holders nobody can get into this park other than regular people right but it's 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 nobody's going because the ticket prices are so high as right. a regular person so they're not making money because they blocked out the big guys right cast members couldn't let their families or themselves in so that was blocked out so it was like barely anybody in this park so everybody's like, oh, it's a failure every like like right everyone's like now now fuck it you know and then everyone's like you know what if they're failing we better go now like <laughs> <laughs> the thing, like, like that's the same like this is the perfect time to go like i'm like, hitting i'm shrinking while the iron's hot <laughs> like, like I, i'll have room i'll be able to go like el you know i'll have to be elbow to elbow to somebody I could walk around a park and enjoy myself. I can like, scratch my balls, and it's a small world, and no one even knows. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm like standing there pissing off the thing right into the water. <laughs> it's a small world after all. No one knows because it's empty. <laughs> but, but, but that's the idea. But like, like the thing is that like, like they only have two parks right. in California, and that's it. Right. In Florida, they have five. You know, yeah. or six. It's a lot of land. It's a lot of land. And they have all these hotels associated with it. Yeah. So they have thousands of guests coming sure. to this thing. So I don't think it's going to be a failure in Florida. I don't, I don't like. It might be a slow, like a part of me wants to be like, okay, well, if they, pro- if they hit their projected goal, okay, well then it, it succeeds. You know, I think it's, it's weird because this is such out of our realm of, of like, we could talk about it. We'd be like, well, yeah, I believe I feel this way. Like I, I don't know. Like I, like, I think it's, I think it's going to be a hit. I, I don't, I don't really. Right, because I mean, like the YouTubers I watch are all negative about it. Because well, some of them are pl- positive, some are negative. Depends on, depends on what aspect of the park you're talking about. Like the souvenirs and stuff. Right. It's a huge hit. Right. You of know? course. You know, you got to take a little piece home. You know, yeah, you get a lifesaver. You get the like I said, I want that little lamp that they had in uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that thing with they. So you, you you see you'll be like fuck I want one you know like like kind of thing. I don't know if I want a nightlight I don't know like to me it's I'm like I don't know you give me give me the little kit that it's, it's like it's full of, <laughs> full of like cheez its and, and pretzel sticks and stuff like that that are like you know like you could buy anywhere but that little plastic box I want because it was in Star Wars right and now, you know, you, like, now what you can do is you can throw your own little snacks in I mean, and take I it I made work. a I made a list of things really that you want to buy that it? I want to buy already like and go to the park should I go over that list real yes quick I'm, I'm 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 interested so that way people are like okay well either Sean's gonna make fun of the list or go yeah I kind of want that one too like. <laughs> I wish I had Harry Potter money. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like I said, I like some of the stuff. I, I like. I know I either won't get or I can't get or something. Like right. That. There's going to be a, there's going to be like if you dream, shoot the moon type thing where you go like oh, I wish I could come home with that life size R two D two. Yeah, like, uh, that's a twenty five thousand dollars. It's like oh yeah, like I would love right, that. Like, like, let that. me just break off with some ones here. You, you got change on you? Like uh... <laughs> uh, the Han Solo dice to start off. The, the hangy thing, the the yeah, two chains with the the dice, they're they're they, you know they how much are, how much are they? They're twelve ninety nine. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Because I think Geek used to sell them. <laughs> well, they they on Amazon they're nine ninety nine, so they're cheaper there. But they said they're a different quality than the one you buy from Amazon. So it's like <laughs> so. But I'm like I'm like if it's like if if 
it, like I have a thing of that it's probably more official from the park than it is from sure, you know, it'll probably have, it'll, it'll so have that's kind of like stamp of approval that's kind of right? my thing the little Luke Skywalker lamp as well right, as I talk about that, yeah. you know I want that one um, the uh, uh, there's a data storage remember in in uh, Force Awakens where the map where they get where BB-8 has the little stick yeah, that like they a, plug in and know, it shows the map and it's incomplete it's, it's and then R2 has the rest of it yeah, it's a little flash drive right uh huh I want that. They have it. They're selling it. <laughs> they right. sell the little flash drive. That's what? Yes, and it's a USB flash drive. So you of could actually, it is. yeah, that type of thing. So that's a, that's the thirty four ninety nine. How how many gigs is that? I, it didn't didn't say. Of I think course it's, not. It's gonna be a four <laughs> fucking gig thing, and it's gonna be enough to put maybe like you know five hours of porn on it, and that's about it. You're like, <laughs> that's four hours and fifty five more than I need. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> like when we come here, BB-8. I'm gonna put this in. Boom, chicka, boom, boom. Have those balls rolling around. <laughs> eh? <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, the holocrons. Uh, you don't. I don't know if you saw. Um, I think I've dealt Star with Wars Hol- Rebels. I think I've dealt with holocrons in Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, there were data cubes, kind of. Yes, thing. yes. <laughs> so, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so they're fifty bucks a piece. Of course. Now are. there's only two of them. There's a Jedi and a and a, and a, and a Sith. So that's a hundred dollars worth of you know holocrons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, the Kyber crystals are all the different colors of the, right. the lightsabers, and they're twelve ninety nine a piece. Right, and but if you get the lightsaber, it's, it's now. Here's the thing that really is killer now. Ready? Oh boy, here we go. Each one has obviously there's like blue, green, yellow, right, right, red. Right. There's a black one. Apparently, there you know because there's different Jedi. Uh-huh. There there might be like you know two blues with two different Jedi. Okay. But you don't know what you're gonna get until you open it and put it in the holocron and uh... hit the message because it says the message from that Jedi. So it's like those random things. You keep buying them and you keep might get the same Jedi and the same Sith, you know, kind of thing. So now there's online groups where you can actually trade them with right. other people, do like a trade for oh, trade. That's you nice. know, so it's so like I'm looking for, you know, uh, Kylo Ren, you know. I'm looking, right. you know kind of thing. Okay, as long as there's like a, the communities itself is nice to be able to go, yeah, we'll, we'll hook you up. All right. Uh, there's a Jedi gear set. Now, the Jedi gear set is the remember the little recorder that uh, Qui Gon Jinn used in episode one? Yeah, okay, like a little personal assistant. Right. The, the, <laughs> the, little, the little communicator. Right. That thing. There was also the where they hold, would hold in your hand like this little data pad. And right, and the little figure yeah. appears. And then there's a pair of binoculars kind of thing. It's 30 bucks. It's for little kids, but I want it because it looks, <laughs> it looks so cool to me. And I'm like, yeah. right. for 30 bucks, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. Uh, the Imperial Credits. They got the money in in Star Wars. I'm gonna spend money to buy fake money. <laughs> just I'm just gonna this this one this one I don't think I'm gonna buy, but I, I'm it's on my list it's, because because it's like if one day I sure, have you're right if I have extra money one day and I go and I, I and I think think sixty bucks it's sixty bucks uh, yeah. what is it wait the money is sixty bucks <laughs> sixty bucks you're spending real money <laughs> sixty bucks of real money to buy fake money <laughs> yes that you never see in the movie though no. Like, you never see no, anybody just... exchanging cash. Nope. Like, most of the time, it's like, you, dude, you owe me money because you dumped all the shit out the back. Or I'm, I put a bounty on your head. I'm going to pay this man credits. But you don't see you don't see Jabba the Hutt breaking off something <laughs> for Boba Fett when he shows up. Do you? No. So you're going to spend money for... <laughs> well, the other, the other alternative, there is a, there is a credit. Oh, there's an alternative. There's an alternative. Mm-hmm. You could buy card. There's, <laughs> there's a gift card. Okay. That it's a credit, but you have to put a hundred dollars on it. But you could spend that hundred dollars 
to... Okay, so it's like, hey, I know I'm going to spend $100 on this card that I get to take home. It's like a little tchotchke to keep. Right. But, I, I, but since it serves a dual purpose, because there's $100 that I could spend on that to make you feel like you're actually swiping, like you're actually paying with real credits from right. the start. I see what you're yeah. doing. Okay. So that one, that, I see you but that one's, that one's been hard to get because apparently it's they don't have as many, so it's hard to get. Right, so right, right. Because right. everyone's going, if I'm paying 60 bucks, why not just pay an extra 40 you know, to actually be able to buy stuff with it. Because instead of just spending 60 bucks for something I'm just taking home, I could spend $100, spend that $100 on more stuff, and still take that thing home. Right. It's like a win-win for me. And Daisy's going, yeah, it's a win-win for us, too. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you going to do? You're probably going to use that $100 to buy the $60 thing again, aren't you? <laughs> you could give a fucking moron. <laughs> well, I was thinking about, like, using it for, for the lightsaber. But sure, anyway. right, right, right. Uh, remember the com link that Luke used in uh, A New Hope? Yeah, the white thing with the black thing. Always... Yelling at three PO, yeah, the trash yeah. compactor. That's they call it the Imperial com link. That's that's my last. Okay. That's uh, fifty bucks, forty nine ninety nine. Uh, this was never used in anything either. It's the Imperial identification card. They put your name on <laughs> it and it glows, and it, it's kind of ID. It's like, hey, you know, do you actually belong here? ID, please, because you know you realize. It's the Death Star, and it's 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 got yeah. know, it's, it's an office space, really. Yeah. So you know, in order you need to get a card through, key, you to got get a card through. key to get through. You know, sorry, can I see your ID, please? You're you're not authorized for this section. So it makes sense. It's twenty bucks. Right? Little uh, little key thing. <laughs> Vader just walks up. To the thing. <laughs> he pulls out the <laughs> swipe. <laughs> 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 it's on the fish line that right. retracts next yeah. to his keys to his Tie Fighter. <laughs> So that's twenty five. Swipe, yo, <laughs> Vader. I gotta ask, how come you just don't use the force to swipe it? Snaps <laughs> with the force. I'll show you because I do this. Up. Snap, <laughs> make him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like an hour later, he's at the front of the door and goes, "Fuck!" And then does it. So you just see the, the thing goes. <laughs> 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 All right. The, it's called a it's called the Japur snippet necklace. This is the thing that Anakin gives Padme in oh. Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That oh. metal necklace. Okay, so hey, if it's hey, if you're a ten year old boy, you can give this to a middle aged woman, <laughs> you know, and symbolize your love. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's on my list. That's that's also twenty dollars. Are you an angel? Uh, <laughs> now suck it. <laughs> you're twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I saw. I kind of fell asleep watching Star Wars, and, and at some point I was watching The Good Boys in my dream. Yeah. All right, what so else? that's just one store. That's that's, that's just that's just one store. That's Doc Ondor's den of Antiquities. It's all that. That's a list. How many stores are there in this place? Well, I have. I'm only set up for uh, four different stores. Okay. So three oh. more. These are these are less. So, that was the most. So that was the appetizers. That was the So okay, what's the first four? This so the, the Tatorian. The next one is Tatorian Toymaker. He's the guy who makes the toys that are like you know That's, for Star okay. Wars and stuff like this. Like the doll you see in Rogue One, they make that you know kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Chance cubes. Remember when um, uh, Qui Gon Jinn and uh, uh, I forget the the guy's name, the the the, the junk dealer that had the engine. Oh, Jaco. No, no, no. Um, um. Oh, fuck it. They're on. Shit. I'm gonna. Say, God damn it, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Tatooine. Yeah. He's the junk dealer. I can't. Watto. Well, okay, Watto yeah. the junk dealer. Right. Okay. He has a chance cube. Okay. So you get like six of them for eight bucks. All right. Okay. Uh, the, the It's called the Derajack board game, which is $50. This is the 
chess game that is on the Millennium Falcon. Okay. But instead of holograms, it's actual chess pieces, and you can flip it over and play checkers too. So it's like a two. Okay, so thing. yeah, it's your standard. For, but it's made out of wood. It's all like, okay. You know, all right. So for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. It's a nice centerpiece. Yes. All right. Uh, the Sabak card game. Okay, so I've, play, I've actually seen that already. So it's uh, fifteen dollars for it here. Right. Okay. Now this is one that's going to be tough to pronounce. It's the Fergan Dian instrument. In uh, A New Hope, when they go into Moss Isley Cantina and the aliens are playing with those right. weird instruments, da, 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 that you, instrument. You mean the oboe? Yes, the, the, <laughs> weird, the weird oboe that he's playing. Oh, uh, okay. It's, <laughs> yep. Now, here's my question. Is it a working piece? Yes. Or yes, okay, but working as in, do you have to learn how to play it, or does it have like a little button where you actually plays it? No, you have to learn how to play it. Seems like a lot of effort. How much is it? Twenty nine ninety nine. Only thirty bucks. It's got to be made of plastic. It probably is. Thirty bucks. All right. All right. That that was the Tudorian tour maker. Now this is the Rizvistan Supply. Now some of these are real pipe dreams. I don't know if I'm actually going to buy them. Some of them are shooting for the moon. So this is the main course of it. You know, Chewbacca's messenger bag. Okay, all right, okay. It's, you know... $89.99. 90 bucks. Okay. It's probably big enough to tote your laptop around it. Right. So I, I get it. All right, that... It's excessive. You know, when you get yourself a decent messenger bag for maybe like 50 bucks, but, you know, it's got... It's chewy, so... All right. Yeah. It's 100 bucks with taxes and all. Yeah, I got you. All right. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe buy it, but all right. Go ahead. What else? Uh, the Millennium Falcon model. So you can buy a model, you can put together. Well, that, you just, that's, that's just practical. Right. Like, <laughs> how much is that? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, I was going to say 40 bucks. $29.99. $29.99? 30 bucks. <laughs> buy two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's the A Wing fighter, fighter as well, same price. And then Pose X Wing uh, model kit, it's 30 bucks as well. Okay. All right, so they're the model kits where you're going to glue them. I wonder if they're glued together or snapped. I have no idea. Right. I'm going to come in, and this table's going to be on, and you're just hanging over with a bunch of – you get the glasses with a multi-fucking <laughs> magnifying <laughs> glasses, glasses on everything. Well, are, you, are you cosplaying something in cyberpunk? No, I'm, I'm fucking doing a model. <laughs> oh, okay. Shh, i got to paint this guy. <laughs> what else? Uh, an X-Wing pilot helmet. We actually, um, you can actually, I think it's available, well, I mean, it's, GameStop sells one. Okay. There's that helmet, and then there's a Boba Fett helmet that are coming out soon. Yeah. That are, like, legit, but, I mean, they're, like, 100 bucks, I think. Well, this one's 50 bucks. Okay. $29.99. All right. And, of course, the, the what they, they call it, the Resistance MRE snack box. That's what the light. That's the no. That's oh. the the, the land. Oh, okay, the, the okay. The lander. This is what he pulled. This is what it's he's eating thing, out yeah, of. Right. Where yeah, Yoda's. T- yeah. Okay. How twenty four ninety nine? Does it come with anything or is it, it just- comes with the snacks? Oh, okay. So yeah, you at so least get the snacks. Cheez Its. Yes. Cheez Its and pretzel bites. All right. And then for finally the Droid Depot. Okay, this is the the the, the piece de resistance. <laughs> if this is probably this, where is, you- this is probably this land- is where this pipe, this is, it's pipe dream. I, I think this, no, this is not a pipe dream. This is, I think, the cheapest thing on the list. Let me just double check. Okay. No, no, it's the second cheapest thing on the list. Okay. But it's something that when I when I saw it, I had to. I need to have it. Uh-huh. I, need, I need to have this. Okay. This is something I need to have. The restraining ball for the droids. <laughs> Put it on your car. Is it magnetized? <laughs> it's magnetized. I knew it. Disney. God damn it! Just you gotta have it like have it on your fridge. <laughs> 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 that's that's not my fridge. That's my that is that is the droid 
RFDG <laughs> seven. <laughs> I call him Fridge <laughs> for short. <laughs> Have it stick to your car. Don't. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> like I. All right. Uh, how much is that? Nine ninety nine. So it's ten bucks. All right. I mean, okay. So for it's ten a, bucks, you got it's right. a nice little novelty yeah. gift for te- you know. You put it on a trash can. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like uh, you know, you put it on your fridge, trash can, maybe a toaster, something that you know, not your PC. Don't put it on your don't, yeah. no magnets on PCs, kids. I'm just letting you know that right yeah. now. If you don't know that now, um, Uncle Sean will guide you right. Um, and, and of course, the two big things that I know I can. Get away with buying and bringing it home without problems. The lightsaber and the droid. Yes. Yeah, I'm mean, okay with well, that. Kind of. I feel like if you're going to go, those one, if not both. Right. And I the think... prices for those, just in case anybody's curious, the lightsaber is one ninety nine, two hundred bucks. Right. And, and the droid is ninety nine, ninety nine, hundred dollars. Yeah. So I mean, for three hundred bucks, you know, you're spending, you know, you're getting two high ticket items that I think that if you despite all that, all the other stuff, I think that if you want to come home with something big. That those would be the ones that you would come home. Everyone wants to get the lightsaber. Right. I mean, and everyone wants the droid. Right. Like, I mean, even if I were going, you know, those would be the two things I'd want it. I would want it as well. You know, some of the other tchotchkes if I had extra money, maybe, maybe get a restraining bolt just for the goof of putting it on my fridge or putting it on one of those, you know, round tin trash cans out. <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, right, when like you- I said, like, like a lot of this, I'm not coming home with. Because I am going to Disney next year, early next year. Right, right, right. And, uh, uh, so a lot of this I'm not coming out. Oh, with. folks, just wait. I, can... I, I know one thing I'm definitely bringing home. I won't say it now. Okay. I'll wait, I'll wait for it. Oh, because it's going to be a special thing. All it's right. It's going to be a reveal. All right. And uh, I just found out today that I'm, it's happening, and I was kind of, like, surprised because my wife was telling me, oh. you're not getting any high-end stuff, mm. you know, kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, like, there's a surprise. If, if I come over and there's R2 sitting there, I'm like, God damn it, Ed. <laughs> Man, my wife doesn't <laughs> love me that much. <laughs> not, not 25 G's 25, worth? 25 G's worth. There's a limit in G's that apparently. That's way over her <laughs> love limit for me. <laughs> I'm not getting something that costs as much as our car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I pay that much for my car. <laughs> It's R2. <laughs> <laughs> I put a loan out in the house. So I mean, me it, it works, too. I mean, it's not yeah, just it's, a... It's not just a... It's not just a prop. It's prop. a working, active R2, R2. yeah. Oof. And it's it's phenomenal. I've seen videos of it yeah. moving around, and you're, I'm like, oh, like, I wish I had that money. Yeah, I wish I had that I'd J.K. Rawlings home. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're giving the charity... I could be your charity. <laughs> Just give me a million bucks. That's all I'm asking. A give million. me $25,000. I'm not even asking I, for a million. A cool mill. Just a cool mill because I can actually invest. They can invest it and live off of the interest. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for much. I'm asking for a measly mill. Measly mill. That's all. Call me measly mill. That's my rap name now. <laughs> measly mill. Measly mill. That's my rap name. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, there you have it. I can't wait. When Ed goes to Disney, it's always a fun time for me because when he comes back, it's got good stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. If you haven't already, what's wrong? Please go to uh, tell GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been working too hard. Working too hard. Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Woo! Tell them Sean sent you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, kids, uh, have a... Well, if you want to contact oh, yeah, Sean and anything you want well, to see or hear, you can contact... If you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. 
or you contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And on that note, we'll see you in two weeks. Excelsior! I'm not ready. Oh, <laughs> I will see you in two weeks because Sean's going away on vac- on a work vacation that he'll probably talk all about when he comes back. Oh, I can't wait. You know, I, I always like these stories. <laughs> I mean, I probably, probably won't get into too much detail, but I'll probably go, yeah, it was this, this, this. It's my manager's convention. Drink the Kool-Aid, Sean. Drink it. <laughs> yeah, are you ready now? Yes. All right, Excelsior! That was wonderful. Bravo! Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.